0: welcome to episode 133 of the reptile gumbo podcast we're back we were we were off last week we put Yay. out some recordings
1: what did we do last week
0: it was recordings. we did remember you and i had to come in here and record the intro for me with me
1: mm.
0: it was uh recordings I was from still feeling
1: like crap from that sign. that's speech.
0: true it was recording from the corpus christi show i remember now And then we had one from the Brian College Station show, which we have more from the Brian College Station show to release uh, next month.
1: I went to my doctor today and got that taken care of.
0: And then in probably two months, we'll release the ones from Conroe. That way, it gives us a a week off every month. I uh, I was watching Clerks Three. I am
1: saying you went to the movies. That's that's
0: right, you went and saw Clerks Three. Mm -hmm. Look, there's Brandi Quinn. Awesome. Was it good? It
2: it's if you're a Kevin Smith fan, I was about to say, yeah. did, it, did it? It is awesome. It, he closes up the whole Clerks yes! series. Be prepared. It's cool. You're gonna fucking cry. Oh. And then you're gonna laugh, <laughs> and then you're gonna at the end, towards the end, when the real one hits you, you're gonna be like, D- yeah. You are like, that's not it. what I expected. It is. I love it. Oh look, it's Douglas Ray Watt. <laughs> it is his best movie.
1: That's, that's so Watt. great.
0: Speaking of John
2: Grant, we were just talking about your Friday Night Adventures,
0: John, (laughs) right before we came on. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Let's go ahead and do our, our sponsor stuff before we get too far. Katie, you ready?
1: No, I'm not. Where is it? Oh, there it is. It's in your phone. Well, it was really far down on the notes. It's been a while since I've opened it. But if you're looking for a high quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit LSReptileRacks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today.
0: Did you mention tortoise tables in there?
1: I don't, but I can change it to include tortoise tables.
0: You should definitely. I'm just saying that because I have to get a tortoise table now. Okay. Because my uh,
1: he actually has a really cool idea for one for my classroom.
0: Oh yeah, with a little viewing window. Yeah, yeah. I need to do that. So a little tortoise table with a viewing window, so the kids can see it. That was a really uh, good idea. She's
1: loving life at my in my classroom. So
0: the the cages that I'm taking up to the uh, meet that lady at
2: one. It's one of Sean's customers at the shop up there Um, on Thursday, are really odd. Really, they're six foot cages. Six foot long by twelve inches. That's 16 but inches. That's inches deep? Yeah. She has these shelves on the wall and that's where she wants them to be. What is she putting in them? Uh, King snakes.
0: Okay. That's, that's cool. That's, that's when, yeah, it's not big
2: body boas or anything. That's... We ordered heat panels. There's no heat panel. It's only foot- 10 inches wide. No. Oh yeah. Because after you put the, you know, the face plate sits back an inch and it's a half inch thick. Whoa. And then the, the back sits on there. So you lose two inches. Yeah. Um, so you only got 10 inches of space. So I had to put it on the back and then on the back wall, and then because we don't want the snake to mess with it, I built, see the whole little. Oh, yeah, the false wall. I know. Yeah, It's great radio because, <laughs> you know, listeners can't see <laughs> that's, it. <so> that's, <laughs>
0: like a, that's like what my. Um... It's almost like how you would do an incubator. Well, it's kind of like my focus cube cage. Mm-hmm. So the little the little focus cube cube thing that I have yeah. has got heat tape in there and then a felt false wall. So uh, it can't come yeah. in contact. So it's just yeah. a, it comes
2: out three inches. So there's an air gap between the. Between it and then you can actually just run the probe in from the back because there's a, a hole there already that the snake can't get to. Run the probe in from the back and that's awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll it'll work out well. She loved it when I sent her pictures of it, so
0: I liked uh so we had Conroe two weeks ago. We haven't been on since since we had Conroe, which was a uh, that was a busy show. Yeah. That was yep. a lot of people. Um, but you have a new tortoise table that I liked that's a forty gallon breed you've done a forty gallon breeder cage. hmm so, it fits on the same stand if somebody owns a 40-gallon breeder tank and they don't want to do glass anymore. I don't blame you because glass sucks. You can do the 40-gallon breeder cage. Mm-hmm. But you also now have a 40-gallon breeder footprint tortoise table. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a 40-gallon breeder stand. It's not as
2: tall as a 40 breeder, obviously, because right. you don't want to reach down you know, 18 inches from the top or whatever. But,
0: but it's the floor. Because we have a 40-gallon breeder stand in there with a the tank on it. So, if right. you have a stand already, it would fit on there. Yep. Um, but I've got to get it. And we have a – good
3: Robert and I are going to be working on something for the shop, too, that um, – I talked to him a little bit at the show for some bigger tortoises to display. So
2: mm-hmm. well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like it'll have yeah. a an door that he can open up. So the tortoise can just come out and roam if he wants it to. And cool.
3: So Ollie, Ollie can come out and cruise around. Yep.
1: That's really cool.
0: I, uh, my sulcata has gotten too large to be housed with any other of my tortoises. Thanks to my Viv light bulb, by the <laughs> way, if anybody wants to say 15% on <laughs> a VivTech <laughs> light bulb, I don't
2: know if I told you when we got home at 3am or whatever. Code Gumbo twenty two Sunday night, my little red foot was. Oh, was it really? Yeah, she didn't make it. She hasn't done well since I got her.
0: Which one? Which one was that?
2: The one you and I both got really tortoises together that day at Lafayette. Oh man, mine's doing amazing. She just never, never would thrive. She just never was very active. You know, gave gave her all the supplement everything, and she just. I noticed a week or so ago her shell's getting soft. Oh man, tortoises like,
1: are rough because once they like said, start to show anything, yeah. it's.
2: I said that her shell started getting soft, and I reached out to a couple people, and I, they were both like,
0: "Yeah, it's that. That's not a good sign." Yeah, It's crazy. I just fed mine, uh, my two red some mushrooms earlier, and they went to town on them. So we we
2: froze her. I figured I'll see if Maria wants. Oh, that'd be cool. It. Yeah, she's a gorgeous little yeah. cherry head. But I forget who did we get it from. Uh,
0: we got those from because um, he does Rob letters? Roy that's right rob roy yeah um you talked to me because like, like i said mine's doing yeah, great you know um but i fed them mushrooms because because they're protein they need protein mm-hmm. and those things went crazy for mushrooms yeah she would eat you know we gave her some boiled
2: chicken yeah a couple weeks ago she ate, you know she she would eat a little bit but it was just never what you it oh, sucks what and, you hear yeah and my, my old bearded dragon the one that's in the living room she's I, you know i knew she wasn't gonna I mean, I've had her three years, but she was... She couldn't even walk when I got her. She I was going to say, she's shit. come a
1: long way. That's the one her. that
2: you put the
0: light on. When yeah, you first put the VivTech light on, it went crazy. She's
2: quit eating for the uh. most part. She just doesn't really move around anymore. And I, I think... I don't think... I, I mean, look, I'm happy she got three more years because yeah. she wouldn't have gotten that where she was at. No, uh
1: uh-uh. um,
2: And they were, you know, three good years.
1: It's rough when and you have older animals.
2: She did this two years ago, too. <laughs> like, this time of year, she kind of just declined. And she went into brumation and... After a few weeks in brumation, I'm like, she's gonna fucking die in brumation. So I had to like, I had to take her hide out, because I would get her out and wake her up and get her moving around, and for a couple, then she'd go back in there and want to go. So I finally, I just had to force her to come out of brumation, hmm. and she did great from then on. Hmm. But now she's she's just not well, not very active. And
0: is this the part of the show we talk about things dying? Because I lost a corn snake last. Oh, week. that's
2: right, you did. You
3: Did
0: I lost my 17 year old snow corn? I was very sad. I went in and she was just dead. Oh, Sean, you want me to bring that rack with me on Thursday too? Yeah, if you don't mind. Okay, but uh, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I got to tortoise table for the for my other tortoises. I, I took my Sulcata to the classroom the other day, and I hadn't I hadn't really taken him out of the tourist table in a while. And I picked him up. I was like, "Holy shit, this
3: thing does not fit in any tub
0: that I currently have used for him to go anywhere." <laughs> Has he really gotten that big? Oh I man, a look at him when we're done. He's, I mean, he's he's huge. literally. R- on the right other side, there. Of yeah, the <laughs> side of the wall like if this wall wasn't here i could damn near touch them yeah you
1: could but, <laughs> reach that corner and you're <laughs> yeah. ready
0: to go <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm telling you that viv i've i fully believe the vivtech bulbs has helped his shells nice and smooth and he's yeah. growing like crazy in there
4: yeah, i those gonna, things.
2: if if we end up going to arlington this weekend i'm gonna grab one from ryan i just couldn't pay 32 dollars for shipping shipping yeah <laughs> it's for a little bitty box this big yeah yeah
3: <laughs> but again carry them at the herb shop there Just you go. you do Oh, yes yeah, and you'll be there well, i'll be there. be there thursday there, thursday, so. there you
1: go well, <laughs> well, we might send you with <laughs> some extra money to bring some back for us too
2: because i i don't think we're going to be able to go this weekend i just don't
0: to Arlington. yeah yeah i we'll want to Louisiana. it's just
1: well i will be yeah, i be thought it was in like
0: october and i didn't realize it was like this weekend I was yeah, like, yeah, I can't earlier
1: this week he was like yeah are we going in october i'm like it's this, this weekend he's week, he yeah. like no it's not it's october i'm like Dude
0: Totally this weekend Look
1: it
4: up
0: Yep Speaking of con- Going back to Conroe And speaking of animals though, We came back with animals Oh like, We didn't plan on coming back with them you? No, we came we back came with back a back ton with a lot of shit So uh, <laughs> Oh our- yeah Because like people were giving you yeah, stuff our For buddy, our classrooms Our yeah. buddy Drew at the Learning Zoo He donated a uh, Jungle Carpet Python To my zoo at the school uh, So once we get that set up We got a jungle carpet for that um,
1: I was gifted a three-toed eastern box turtle for my classroom. For her classroom. And she's amazing. From Drew? From, from Drew. Drew. From the Learning Zoo. Yeah, the Drew kids. Becca. Becca.
0: Drew and Becca, yeah. The
1: kids freaking love her. We named her Alice because <laughs> she's so curious and she wants to get into everything. Um, and she's just
0: and then phenomenal. then three moon crabs.
1: I did. I got three Halloween moon crabs.
0: And, come from Russell? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you got a bearded dragon. I thanks to got a small
1: bearded dragon. Sean. Who's living large in our kitchen. He's
0: the most active little dragon. Is I, first, it? I, mean, I didn't cool. know I have
1: anywhere else to put him, so I just put him on my dining room.
0: When you open the lid, he likes wants to come up and onto your he, hand. Yeah,
1: he That's wants cool. to hang out with you. Yeah, he lets
0: you were, feed him They were hand-fed. Hand. It's the only way I'm going to eat greens is from my hand. Yes. He'll yep.
1: chase the crickets in the in the container. I'll put him in to feed him for crickets. And he'll eat dried mealworms off of my out of my hands. But the only way I can get him to eat any tor- any type of vegetable is if we feed it by hand.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that would be good for the kids, though. They'll enjoy oh, yeah. yeah. Them, it I want I'll him to get a kids.
1: little bigger, and then I'll take him to the classroom. Because he's like maybe oh, he's five inches with
0: itty-bitty. meal.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but super active. Um, so, anyways, that, that, was, uh, that was a good show. You just had a show in well, – you and Sean, Sean. Sean's here. In New Orleans. Uh, uh, I guess we need to – you know what? Hold on. Let's finish. Uh, I didn't do Sean. Sean's here. Let's you do. You probably it. don't have to pull him up. He could probably tell you the dates. <laughs> no, I know Sean. I, no, Sean, just no, like <laughs> ne- <laughs> Sean just knows what <laughs> the next
2: Sean just knows what the next show lo- is. Usually, me the dates, yeah. Sean. <laughs> Sean's like I know Waco's next. That's it.
3: Yeah, I know Waco's next, <laughs> and
1: I know when Waco is. Waco is the fifteenth and sixteenth of October.
0: That
3: is true. Yep. Way to go. And then we have Pearland. No. 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 Lafayette. You have Lafayette, Lafayette after oh, that. then we have Lafayette. Then we have, then have See, mm-hmm. Lafayette
0: is the fifth and sixth of November. Uh, November and depending today. on when the Troy football game is, we may be there all day Saturday or just part of Saturday.
1: There's this the only game on our whole schedule for the whole year that doesn't have a time.
0: They just have Troy happens to be playing it's Lafayette. So weird in Lafayette during the Lafayette show. Oh, so y'all are actually going
2: to go? So to we're going to oh get oh yeah. to the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I can't yeah.
0: be. I can't be in Lafayette and Troy be playing football there and not go to the game.
2: Let, let's talk about Lafayette <laughs> real quick. What? So you guys booked that hotel that one of our other vendors? we, uh, oh yeah, we I totally unbooked I Until I looked at the fucking reviews for that hotel last yeah, oh hello. my god, hello. those, those reviews, reviews are horrifying.
1: I mean, I looked at where it was on the map, and I'm like, yeah, it'll be sketchy, but it'll be fine. I'm Let's like, forty
2: five dollars when every other hotel in town is one hundred and fifty to two hundred a night. Yeah, yeah there's got to be something to this. So it was it was another, a string of one star, and then somebody
0: accidentally hit five stars. And that then gives them a higher.
2: That gives them like a three point three when you do that. They accidentally hit it because then didn't read the review for the five star, and I was like, no, don't go here. I mean. Every review is like, yeah, it reads like a horror story. Like, we could like, have had an
1: adventure, fellas. Ed- like, like, adventure, do I
2: don't know if you saw my comment under the Where's one, and I was like, of adventure? The, their tagline for this hotel should be, like Do you enjoy true Crime podcasts? Ah. Would you like to star in one? Because <laughs> there's like literally reviews. Where there's guy's like, Yeah, I was walking to the parking lot at two o'clock in the afternoon, some guy came up with a gun and took all my money. And then another one's like, yeah, they hit six cars in the parking lot tonight and broke all of our windows and
0: stole stuff. And yeah, we'll pass. Yeah. We're yeah. going to go ahead and cancel that one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's November 5th and 6th. Don't go to that hotel. Uh, then the Pearland show is November yep. 12th and 13th. Looking forward to the Pearland show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Austin, Texas is December
3: 3rd and 4th.
1: Are you taking off Friday for that that's show? That's
3: my birthday weekend. For oh, the Pearland cool. show? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I already. Are y'all going to get well, that same house are. again, Sean? In Austin, yeah, I think so. Cool. That place is badass. That is a nice um, place. I think we've already booked that actually, and it's the girls. It's well, the girls have the same birthday as me, so it's. Right. I'm I'm assuming they they might. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But that's my birthday weekend, and then we have Slidell, the weekend after, and then I won't see Christmas. anybody till till January. Middle 18th. of January. Yep.
0: Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, January 14th and 15th. Yep. Longview, Texas, January 21st, 22nd, and then Conroe, back to Conroe for my birthday weekend. That's Conroe. So that is the future of the Herb shows. But the Herb show this past weekend, uh, I was talking to you and our buddy John Grant during the weekend. Y'all had a great weekend.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, shows have definitely got a little better. The last few have been a little better. Um, Yeah. You know, I think, you know, Sean had had, you know, the the stuff with all the crap with the marketing with the Facebook screwing everything up. Well, and, and but I' it's still, still
3: not unlocked and really
0: I, I still stand by mm-hmm. damn by gas being as low as it is that's I mean once gas got hurt. it doesn't hurt that's for sure. three dollars people had fun money again people were
2: definitely no. had, felt like they had more expendable money this weekend
3: yeah yeah and attendance was probably a little below average for that show still but spending picked up and 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 it's funny because people were freaking out because there was a saints home game on Sunday but every time there's ever been a saints home game during that show it's help this because the people coming either don't care about football or, you know, could care less or whatever. And they they're there to spend money. So yeah. we had a really good turnout on Sunday actually. So it stayed pretty steady all day. So it was, it was a good turnout. It was, it was a really good show. Yeah. So, uh, most people that we talked to did really well. Um, besides a few people, which I'm sure we'll talk about yes. in a little bit later on the podcast. Yes.
2: Um, the uh, we hit that like two, two, three o'clock afternoon. You know, dead spot on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, Saturday. Yeah. But then on Sunday, it, it there were still people walking around trying to buy shit, when we were packing up. Well, that was. was awesome. i was just yeah. at
0: Conroe. Normally, like on a on a Sunday, you know, it's it's slow till about noon, one o'clock. It was busy the moments the door opened on Sunday yeah. at Conroe, which was yeah, crazy. It was. Well,
2: so it, that I don't know if you know, they had us in the other part of the Ilario Center. Yeah, I saw that on the map, uh, I- and it's like yeah. half a mile to where we had to park the vehicles. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a walk. Um, probably the farthest I've ever had to unload, because it's th- the front doors are a long way, and then it's like this huge patio. Yeah, I tried to yeah. back on it, and they started yelling at me on Friday. So yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to park on that pavers. Here. They were yeah. like, "Don't drive on the pavers." I was like, "Oh, it's an accident. I didn't mean to go over the curb." My bad. Doug was "White said they did okay." Yeah, I brought Doug. Is I brought Tasha her wiener this weekend. Nice. Yep. Yep. Seems like a personal conversation. <laughs> I made them a.
1: Does it go with his? Sean, Sean bought
2: the original one that I made for them at Austin because they weren't there. Um, so it's a dachshund cutout, says Wiener Life. And so I made Tasha one that's slightly bigger.
3: Yeah, that's all I I heard all weekend about how Doug's wiener was bigger than mine. (laughs) That's all I heard all weekend.
1: (laughs) I mean, it could have been pickled pig lips.
3: How did you not know
1: they were pig lips?
0: All right, so Douglas Ray White (laughs) lives in Bumfuck, Louisiana, and so weird shit happens there. West
3: Monroe, don't say Monroe; it's West Monroe,
0: Bumfuck. And uh, I've been there. He posted a picture of pickled pig lips, and I he got them
1: from Fluker, Louisiana.
0: Which is in as bumfuckers. I know. I'm just yeah. saying. So I don't eat pickled pig lips. And I probably haven't seen them in a gas station since I was 12. <laughs> oh, so right. So seeing, <laughs> seeing the picture of them. Seeing the picture of them. They look like lips. Yeah. But not but from, from the, face. Not from the <laughs> face.
1: I immediately knew what they were. I and think that's it was so partially how he was holding it. Also. It was, how, oh, he was how he was holding it. 100% how he was holding it. And
2: it had a little bit of hair on
3: it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit staged in the picture. Yeah.
2: 100%. I kind of liked the way we were set so up this weekend. Because we had um, Doug and them uh right across from us aaron with the pet den was in front of us sean bradley was with us like right behind us um so it was kind of fun because you know yeah. when it was slow it all you know it was kind of bs and talk and of course uh you know aaron from pet den he brings willie that big scaleless corn snake oh yeah. yeah you know he just sets willie on a display and he'll be at the whole other end of his two or three tables or whatever just talking <laughs> and you'll see people walk up and they like look at willie and they're like is he real and then he'll move and you'll just see him like jump back because he does not look real when he's just, it looks like, you know, it looks like he's
0: a, like a rubber snake. Looks well, like John Grant is setting up his uh, trailer that he's going to be taking to events and all. And he's got those two scaleless uh, rat snakes in it.
2: Yeah. I, well, he got those this weekend. Oh, did he? Yeah. Those Everglades yeah. rats. Yeah. that So that's yeah. be
0: really cool. Yeah.
2: Pretty sure Sean's, Sean has initiated that too because Sean Song. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, you did because y'all were, the guy brought them over to you at my table. Yeah. And team. you're like, did you show those to John Grant?
3: <laughs> yeah. King walked over with him and he said, I guess he, I don't remember who he was trying to sell him to. And I said, did you show him to John? And I yelled John Grant and uh, he comes looking and John's like, yeah, I'm getting them. I'm like, I figured
2: you would. <laughs> well, then They're cool. Someone else had a big scaleless Texas rat that was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like a deep red one. Yeah. That mm-hmm. they actually bought from him as a baby, from John as a baby. Yeah. Um, like three years ago. Yeah.
0: You know what we never talked about was what happened at the Brian College Station show. I held my very first Texas Indigo. You did. Oh. Yeah, that uh, that uh, our friend uh, Reese that's brought
2: a fun up. Show, yeah. You know that's why cool. we
1: didn't talk about it? Because we had the next week off.
2: No, that's true. That was true. Yeah. No, the that- next week y'all y'all had Travis on. I wasn't here.
0: That's what it was. He wasn't here to bring it up. Yeah, he, it would have been brought up. But yeah, I've never held a Texas Indigo, and that was really cool. Yep. To- he, he gave me five more baby Sloanskis. Hey,
3: yeah. real quick before I forget this, um, I don't know if Travis reached out to you guys, but I'm I'm assuming you guys know what's going on with his wife, yes, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So Travis reached out to me about doing an open call um, to see if people could do could help with a blood drive Mm -hmm. um, to see if we could get matches for her blood type. Mm -hmm. So once he gets me all of the details, we'll post that everywhere and and share that. So yes, um, because it looks like she's going to need a kidney transplant. I told
1: I told him to reach out to you.
3: Yep, hundred percent. So we are. On board with that, once he gets me all the info, we will share that with everyone and do what we can to help him out.
2: Yep. One of my very, very good friends right now needs a kidney transplant. Uh, it's it's rough. He's doing
0: dialysis every day right now. Which is crazy because he's not that – like he's, he's fairly 40. young. I mean, he's 40. He's 40. I mean, and he's in decent shape. And Yeah. He's,
2: no. Yeah, he uh,
0: – I mean, compared like to us hanging out with him, right. he's not the one that we think has a health problem. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, he,
1: she's the same way, though.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because his, his kidney functions now down to zero.
2: So he's doing, uh, he's doing, uh, dialysis every night when he gets off work, he comes home and hooks himself up and that's goes to sleep for eight hours and gets up and yeah, it's crazy.
0: Ah, so yes, we will definitely, uh, Travis, that's the only thing I love about the the hobby is that we can do stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and especially with herps, uh, people like Sean and then people like, uh, JT Tomlinson, you know, being able to help people in the hobby. It's a great thing. So, uh, we we'll probably get in stuff. Sure. Let's get into stuff. It's only been half an hour almost. 20 uh, minutes. <laughs> so, so there were a couple of things. I had wanted to talk about a few things, and then it kind of got brought up. Sean brought it up, and it had been brought up with some other things. Uh, a lot of stuff focused around shows and sales. Um, and I had mentioned something. I was talking with Robert and JT about it, and I've kind of noticed, I think at shows, and I know ball python people are going to get angry at me.
1: I, I th- mean, I'm pretty sure they do that every week. But it's right. not Go a ahead. dig
0: at the ball sure. python people. It's just I think we have – officially reached a saturation point on ball pythons at shows and they'll tell yeah, you i don't think it's just shows
3: and, and, not just shows and, and the breeders
0: of course the breeders will give you the the bought the, the, their thing uh you know no there's plenty of room there's plenty of room for higher end stuff but the problem is i've seen it shows people complain about selling one or two snakes in a weekend that's because they sold their 75 five dollar pastel or 150 fifty dollar whatever but there's Twenty other people that have that same snake. So yes, you sold one and that person sold one and this person sold one. And none yep. of y'all made decent money because you weren't selling the right thing.
2: So two or three weeks ago we talked about this. I looked on Morph Market, remember to see how many ball pythons there were? Yeah. There was like thirty-seven thousand. Oh. Now there's it's, forty it's Well, f- now there's forty three thousand eight hundred and sixty three. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Holy
3: yeah. Cow. It's well over forty. So yeah, Corey, Corey Martin and me and Jack and Heidi were talking at Conroe about it and and we were talking about how how many I think it was like 35 or 36,000 at that point. And Heidi was like, no, there's not that many. And Corey says, no, Heidi, you're looking for specific genes. You're looking for specific projects. Mm-hmm. If you look at everything, it's like 35,000. Um, and, you know, that's again, kind of the point whenever I uh, replied to James's post. Um, and we can get into that whenever you guys yeah. want to, but you know, the, the whole cycle thing, um, it's something as a vendor, as a breeder, You've experienced, and you have to try to foresee the future, but at the same time, it's like ball pythons are not going to go away, of course, and and they're a keystone animal in this hobby, and and I don't care who disagrees with me or agrees with me. I never look down on people that breed ball pythons because there's a lot of people that are still in it for the love of creating something new, and, and they're excited about their projects. Um, what you saw was whenever everybody had this COVID money, all these young people, or the not young people, not my age, young breeders or young in the hobby, jumped in because of the Kabilkas and the Bob bobvus and you know these guys cranking out these insane projects.
0: The guys that sell they the jumped dream.
3: on these bandwagons and start. Yeah, they're selling the dreams. So they jumped on these projects and they started buying these juvenile animals so that they could breed. And now that they're producing all these clutches, the market has completely crashed. But not just the market on ball pythons. The economy is mm-hmm. in the shitter yeah. right now. And, and, and there's no end in sight and with that. But yeah, it's not getting better. No. So yeah, everyone and it's, it, you know, it's it's usually a couple of years to three years when you see this cycle come along, depending on the species. This time it was exemplified because of how much money was flooded into the market, how much free money from the stimulus packages that gave the opportunity for more people to get into the hobby and try to be breeders. And now that they're producing all these clutches, I mean, I I can't remember who I talked to. Somebody was talking about they're producing 400 something babies this year and they have an outlet. They have morph market or they have expos, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you're competing against all these other vendors that are doing the same thing. The ones that are going to stick with it, have that longevity, you know, the longevity, have multiple projects, but they also have varying options too. I mean, I've talked to several people I'm talking to Robert Pons about this weekend. He's gone 12 shows without selling a snake. It blows my mind. 12 shows straight without selling a single animal.
2: And it's but um, he stays behind his table and he, has, and he
3: talks to people. Yeah, he's, got, he's got nice stuff. It's yeah. it's good price. We we talked about it before we were done. I was talking to Flavius and Margie and Aaron about it and and um, but he's got you know he's got other options. He's got some hognose and some clue birds they're trying to get into so they're 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 varying what they have. Um, but that truly is what it, what it's like. And, and what you see is that, I mean, my math people know what and cosine, you you see this, this graph, this wave graph, right? And you see everyone at the top. Well, when that starts peaking, people start buying into all these projects and start breeding, but it's going to hit its peak and it hit its peak when the economy started crashing. And so it's falling again tremendously quickly. And they have no outlet to get rid of these animals. So they have to keep feeding them. They have to keep taking care of them. They have to keep keeping them warm. You know, um, they're going to keep going to shows. They're going to keep putting posting them on morph markets. Um, but there's just too many. It's a competitive market. And then what you're seeing is the stuff that should be holding its value and keeping the market strong on certain genetics. They're all falling because, uh, 10 15 people that are on this project start panicking because they can't pay their feeder bill every month and they start selling them below wholesale you know
4: Mm -hmm. and
3: you start seeing these these bidding wars and price wars and it's the epitome of what a market crash is if you look at it from an economic standpoint with stocks but you're looking at with animals right now you're seeing it firsthand um but there's other things that are on the rise. You see, this crested gecko market's gone crazy. Uh, you know, with the exanthic and the lily white exanthic yeah, that was posted for thirty six grand, and uh, you know, but that's that's also a foreign market trade because mm-hmm. the people that were in Vegas that did four hundred grand at that show, you know, from what we where we were told was it was a bunch of Cor- uh, people from Korea coming yeah. and buying those, um, and you know, that's something that people don't know about salcadas or mbks or snow snakes that that stuff usually goes over to foreign markets for things that we don't like to discuss Uh as reptile breeders and and so when you see those markets close down um especially the chinese market then people are left with an abundance of inventory mouths to feed and they don't know what to do so they they have fire sales and that's what causes the crash so that i i don't know i mean i'm probably i'm pretty sure john would probably be able to give us the stats on if that's the most ball pythons that have been listed but again i'm not trying to pick on ball python it's just very obvious right now that that's mm-hmm.
0: well and i don't that,
3: that's that's the most in your face right now is the ball python market and uh, i've talked to big breeder i've talked to some breeders that, that agree and others that don't it's just got how they're going to be there's a lot of them that'll wade through it they'll be fine and what they're, the smart ones, what they're going to do is they're going to wait for all these people to start having those fire sales. They're going to buy entire collections of some really good genetics, mm-hmm. and they're going to start holding on to those and start ready, readying those to breed. So when it peaks again, when there is more demand than supply, they'll be on top of the game. And that's what that's what people that last a long time in this business do. They study that. It doesn't matter if it's leopard geckos, crested geckos, hog nose, collo- anything. You have to see where the market's going and and follow those trends.
0: I don't think that, and like I said, I don't think the ball ball python market is done. You know, some people people have been preaching for ten years that it's going to crash and be over with, but I think that if you're not the ones that are making money, are selling much higher end stuff, right? They can sell Mm -hmm. one ball python at five grand, and that's a good snake, right? If you're out there selling. At this point, one and two gene animals, and people have a whole table full of what looks pretty much the same. Yeah, you're probably going to have a show where you sell maybe one or no snakes. It's very hard when there's someone there that's selling some of the higher end stuff because that's going to they're going to move more because they're more uh, it's more specific for what they have at their table versus everyone yes. having pastels, right? Everyone's got yes. the basic stuff in a show, and they can go to anyone in that show and they're there are 3,243 visual clowns on morph right now. Yeah. That's
2: and the same. there's 3,600 visual pies. And so it's just, geez. there's about 10,000 clowns, either visuals or hats right now
3: on. You notice in chat, Ashley said that most of hers are going to Europe and yeah, Korea. Yeah. So uh, for some reason, the Korean market is buying all these Xanthics and lily white crested geckos, and they're pushing the prices up. So, Jump on the train while you can, but know it's going to fall. You know yep. it's it's going to do the same thing. It's going to hit that peak and it's going to hit a valley. You just have to know when the timing of that's right and, and try to get ahead of it.
2: If you're trying to get on the crested lily white exanthic train now, you're too late. You need to, oh, yeah, yeah, you way need too to figure
0: late. out what's going to be next and try and jump on yeah. that yeah.
2: if that's where your intentions yeah. are. Well, that yeah. was the problem
0: with all the ball pythons. Everybody had all was, this money to throw at them, and yeah. people were glad yep. to sell what they had. Ashley can tell
2: yep. us. She's in the chat. H- Ashley, how how long have you been doing that project? I Michelle, mean,
3: get, we'll get back to us. We don't have to wait that. Yeah, everybody- oh, yeah. I, like, I, I made a comment about that the other day, about how long ago it was when I saw that first one. I freaked out when I saw it on her table, and she was Method Noir.
2: Yep. Yeah, you commented on I have her post up, actually. I was going to read it. Um, that she made yesterday about,
0: um, how they do six years.
4: So six years on that project
2: project.
0: Mm -hmm. on that project. Like that's, that's one project. Right. Whereas a lot of these people, when it comes to stuff have been in it since 2019. Right. Right. And those, those people also, and I've said this before, I'm not saying they're not reptile people, but they're not people that were around in the hobby for a long time and really did. They jumped in. And it seemed like a good idea at the time because everybody else around them was doing really well because, let's face it, 2019 and 2020 were the best years ever if you were selling reptiles. Yep. But uh, but if you're not in it because it's just something you like, you've gotten to this point where now it's just costing you money and it's not fun, and you're seeing people sell these collections off and getting rid of stuff because mm. they weren't they weren't really reptile people. They, they thought the hobby looked fun. Yep.
3: Yeah, well, and I think you get a mix of those. I think you get people that – <clears throat> also, like I said, had they they finally had an opportunity to spend the money on some projects that they wanted to work on. They may have been working on other stuff, yeah. um, but they went in full force because there was all this influx of extra cash. You know, so they're spending all the extra money that they normally wouldn't have. Um, and when you're doing that, you're buying more and more females. You're breeding more. You're buying incubators. You're, you're you know you're going all out. You're gearing up because you're thinking, oh, I, I, I'm going to make it now. I, I can actually produce the numbers to. To break even at the end of the year on my supplies and, and everything and that's where we go into reptonomics thing i was saying about but you know and then everything start everything comes to a screeching halt so what do they do with those animals well they get rid of them and they sell them fast and they sell them quick and there are people that stand around and will stand on the other side of the room from you know a one vendor against a wall and say that guy's selling his shit for 75 percent of what i'm well go fucking buy them <laughs> that's what Andy does well, Go buy that. Go yeah. buy them. I have bought, bought entire collections at shows before yeah. of geckos. Like just go buy them. Stop bitching about it. Go buy them.
2: I think it was so, a, just this last Austin show somebody on Friday was their Saturday morning had a whole table full of colubrids that were I think they were hog hognoses that were like wholesale price and Andy's like, "Nope. I'll buy your whole table. I don't I don't want you killing the price in here and I'll, you know, I'll make money. Andy'll keep the ones he wants and then sell them." Yep. You know. And exactly the vendor was happy they didn't have you know they sold everything they had first thing yeah
3: well, but you're gonna see, you're gonna see a lot of that you're gonna see a lot of that you're gonna see a lot of those people that barely get their shirts printed for and you just got a new banner have just started in the industry selling out of their entire collections very quickly yeah. yep um just because they cannot afford to keep them you know you're not moving if you're not i mean you, they it takes money to do this. <laughs> it takes money to put, you know, to to put everything into this. It, it takes a lot of money, and it's not just freebies, you know. So, um, once you get to that point where your your expenses are outweighing what you're able to, you know, bring in as far as profit is concerned, not just sales profit, then you have to. You know, what are you going to do? Keep losing money? Nobody wants to do that, right? So. But I've seen it with so many different species over the years, and I've talked to people about this before, and there's some people that get it, and there's some people that do not believe it's a thing, But I'm telling you, it is a thing. It is, it is something that has been witnessed many, many, many times over, never fails. It's always a couple of species here, a couple of species there. It just depends on you know, how the market is. I mean, like I said, this one was crazy because everybody had all the extra money, so...
2: Look at Mexican black king snakes. Uh, you know, yeah. f- five years ago they were you can give them away, and then three years ago and two years ago the babies were selling for two to four hundred dollars each, and now, you know, one hundred twenty five, one hundred fifty bucks is what you might get for them. You know, they they went way, but a lot of yeah. that was the foreign market pushing it up because foreign market, yeah, yep, Hey, I just saw Peyton market. <laughs> well, it's
4: yeah.
0: Also, a matter people invested, but I don't think people understand what investing in a reptile project means it doesn't mean no watching justin kabilka's videos and going all right i'm gonna buy two of the jeans and that five gene animal he has and i'm investing yeah you're already behind he just made that animal he, that's got yeah. five genes. you're not you're not doing he, shit. he made
3: several he, he made several of those animals last year yeah and is just telling you about it now because he's a smart businessman and he holds on to his projects to keep it a strong market that's
0: right and, and there's nothing wrong with the way that – because that's, that's how that works. You've got to no, be smart it enough that, it if, that if, way. if you want to get – I mean, look – so look at Bob's balls, right? He's a relatively yeah. new guy, but he went in and said, all right, I'm going to invest. Mm-hmm. And he invested in the stuff to become one of the top ball python people, sure. not invested yeah. at the bottom and think that he's going to grow it. He went ahead and got yeah, to Bob, the top.
3: I think Bob and Dave actually vented like our very first New Orleans show. But David was doing Blue Tongues. Levinson, crazy ass. uh, He was doing Blue Tongues more than anything at that time. And uh, but like Bob's been around for a bit. But, you know, he Bob's a marketing genius, too. He he's, he's, he's funny as shit. So I love Bob. But again, it was something that he's built to get to the point. You know, it's not something that's been overnight. And the same thing with Kabilka. It's not something that was overnight, you know. He admitted, um, and has been in
0: early when it was, you know, when they were paying however much for a pastel and it was ridiculous, right?
3: Yeah. And you, and you see this time and time again, and people pop up and, and they're like, where the fuck did this guy? Well, that guy's been doing his work. He's been putting in work mm-hmm. for a long time to get to this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so here, here's a great example <clears throat> the guy that produced that stormtrooper, Ball Python, a few years back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember
3: that one. Name his company.
2: I don't even remember who it is, man. Yeah. Nope.
3: Nobody. Well, I mean, it was I'm the one who's Googling Stormtrooper. Thing. And, and you know what he did? I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, I, I don't even know who that guy was, but it came out of nowhere. Oh. But they released all of the G, like they gave, they started selling them as fast as they could make them.
0: Ashley, how do you
3: say uh, JG constrictors? Period. Yep. Mm hmm. But I mean, again, you, that that stuff gets flooded in the market, just like anything, you know. So look at the look at the palmettos, the yeah. corn snakes. Uh-huh. When Travis brought that, when when Travis Whistler bought that project, I went to one of the Central Kansas shows, and this guy had Central Kansas was a small show. I love Robert Bernetta, but it's a small little tiny show. It's like one of each type of species kind of show. Um, but Travis had a fucking like Tinley Park setup, like he had this like 40 foot fucking banner with lights all over it. And everything was in baskets and all these palmettos and all. It was insane setup. And he, I think he was selling for like $2,500 a piece at that point.
1: Dude, I want one of these Bob Ithons.
3: No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's so cool.
2: There's only one Stormtrooper has only been produced one time. So yeah.
3: Yeah. But that got released and nobody knows what to do with that project. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you're you're stuck with that but again if you can't replicate it and hold on to it um we used when we were doing leopard geckos we would produce something and be like you know what that's pretty cool we're going to keep that in our projects we're going to try to line breed this we would produce five or six generations of one type of leopard gecko before we said you know what this is something that's a little a little different or something like that we never produced any new genes we were one of the first to produce like um the super typhoons uh but again that was from That was lucky as shit because I got two triple het parents and produced it my first egg. Um,
0: But see, that's a project. That's an actual project. You took time. You bred out multiple generations. You didn't breed two snakes, get babies, sell babies. That's not a project. That's a breeding. Yeah.
4: Well, Well, and and then
1: go ahead, Katie. Well, I was. I'm, I'm still focused on the stormtrooper. So the pattern hasn't been replicated, but the black and white python. Yeah, that has been. That's what. It's an exam I, thing. I want a black and white
3: well, python. Yeah, the Well, here, here's here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing with ball python genetics and ball <sighs> python guys will get all pissed at me. There's probably 500 different names for the exact oh, yeah. same oh, yeah. homozygous traits. Yep. Yeah. You know, everybody gets there's certain ways to get because we have no fucking clue how genetics work. We really don't. We really have no we don't, we don't know as much as we think we do We honestly don't So like fat tail geckos for so long The genetics were considered to be like leopard gecko genetics But where do they fucking come from? Yeah. They come from fucking Africa Where ball pythons are it's So totally their, their genetics actually work more like Fucking ball python genetics Than, than leopard gecko genetics um, But I mean even, even the big names Like Ron was, was throwing out new names For stuff and that's marketing That's marketing It's marketing uh, and, and we got in arguments with Ron about stuff like that, but he could go to Japan and sell them for $15,000 when we were scrounging to sell them for a hundred bucks in the United States, you know, same exact thing, you know, so it just depends on how long you're willing to hold on to these projects. Now with ball pythons, again, you're looking at mass production of all these different genetics and everybody's chasing that new thing, which is the, probably the only reason why people still buy imports because there's, you know, bound to be something new, right? And yeah. there's always something new that comes along. But a lot of those guys that have been doing it, like you said, they're projects. They've worked with it for years and years and years. And they've seen something a little different here and a little different there. And they've kept it to themselves. And they've worked out all these lines until they get to their final you know, product. Um, but again, you have to stay ahead of the game, not behind it. If you jump in now, like you said, you're toast. You're not going to be able to compete.
0: Yep. Well, that's why I tell people you need to find the reptile you like. Find the reptile you right. like. If it's ball pythons, that's fine. You like them, breed them, whatever. But if you find that weird thing that you like uh, and no one else is doing, then do it. Do it really well. And then in four or five yeah. years, come forward and go, look, guys, I've got this. I've been doing this for four, five, six, seven years, and no one else is really doing them. And you'll sell yeah. them. The I mean The problem is, is that people
3: are scared. The people that are doing that are scared. That if they wait, they'll miss their chance. Because it's like, it's like a rite of passage to have a world's first. I see world's first like ten times a day on yeah. different posts. It's a world's first. It's a world's first. No, it's if you break it down allelically, it's the same fucking thing that's got produced five years ago. You yeah. know, you just put a different name on it.
0: Well, no? and like you talked about earlier, I don't think people, if if you're wanting to do this as a business, so I don't do it as a business, and I'll talk about my side in a second. But yeah. go to what yeah. you're talking about. People don't take into account costs, like actual costs. If you can't yeah. tell. So if someone asks you what's it cost to feed your snakes for a month, and you don't know that number, that's not a business because mm-hmm. no, that's a and, cost.
3: What is your what is your what is your bedding bill? What is your paper towel bill? How much electricity are you pulling from your mm-hmm. facility that goes into that? How much are your travel expenses like? What are your shipping costs like? None of that. All that stuff should go into what's your water bill like? You know what I'm saying? So, whenever a, a guy walks up at a show and he has produced this animal and he's had it. it's a a, say it's an adult ball python and he's had it for four years right he produced it what is the actual cost into that snake yeah all the feed all the care and he's selling it for two hundred dollars he's lost money you're not making two hundred dollars in that snake
4: no you're
3: not you're you're probably losing two hundred dollars at least by selling that snake easy so and that's where people kind of get lost in that. They're like, oh, well, I went to the show and I did you know I, I did four, thousand dollars in sales. but what is your profit? How much did you actually make? Break it down, like really focus on it. And I think if more people did that they would understand that it's not as easy as it, as, as it seems because they'll brag about it. I made four, thousand dollars this weekend. Well, that's just gonna make the next guy, the other guy that wants to get into it jump the gun and jump into the same projects you're doing and saturate that market all over again so like breaking down the numbers is something that most vendors and people really need to look at like that's why i said it's reptonomics. you you're looking at what it costs you just like any other business like you said you have your margins right you have your your profit margins that you're trying to to reach so what's your goal when you're breeding a ball python by the time you've produced that animal you thought you were going to get on this brand new groundbreaking project and it was selling for like Bananas, perfect example. One year yeah. they're fifteen hundred, the next one they're one hundred and fifty. You know, like it's just like all those people that spent that much money on those bananas got screwed because the market got completely saturated with them. Well,
0: that's why you got to understand also genetics at that point. If you're investing in an incomplete dominant trait, it's going to crash much faster than a recessive trait. And if you're only investing in a single yeah. trait at this point, in this point in reptiles, when it comes to the common stuff. Single gene animals don't mean shit anymore, really. So, if, if you're investing, don't go out and buy that single gene whatever. You're going to go out and buy something, that maybe two visual genes and a head for something, and then mm-hmm. something over here that's also two genes and a head for something, or a visual, and then you can breed together and get four or five genes in an animal, yeah. right? If, if you're trying to make the money. Now, if you are trying to produce whatever you want because of the way you like the way it looks, then breed the best looking bananas you want. Just understand that you're going to be breeding a snake that's. Gonna be kind of hard to sell because it's just how yeah. that is.
1: Yeah, too many of them. But do you think that like in 10 years from now it'll still be that saturated?
3: No, I think so it'll it'll it's there's there's an ebb and flow. It, it's gonna it's gonna get to the point where <clears throat> a lot of these people that are brand new into it are gonna wash out like 30% of these guys, at least 30% of these guys that started in 20 late 2019, 2020, early 2021 when everyone was flush with cash, they're going to be out of it. Right. Yep. So the guys that are holding on these projects, the smart guys are going to hold on the projects, build up their inventory. So when the market comes back, they're going to have animals ready to go. So it's just, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. So this is probably one of the biggest, I mean, the biggest, like I, I don't, I don't remember ever, of course, morph markets still fairly new, but I don't remember seeing this much saturation in the market and everybody bitches about, Oh, there's should be ball pythons at at shows. Well, again, keystone animal, right? So a lot of people start with, so I don't think Mm -hmm. that you're going to see it where it's just absolutely every table is a ball python vendor. I don't see that. Um, because there's a lot of the people that work with different species that keep the, the variety there, you know, and and a lot of those guys are probably going to branch out into other projects too.
0: Well, I think, um, I think a lot if of if you're are, if you're
3: a snake guy, you're a snake guy. That's right. They're um,
0: going to branch into other species for sure because I think they're going to see. I mean, we've seen hog noses have kind of picked up, um, especially some of the pro- projects that hog noses have gone up. Mm-hmm. I think some of the colubrids are going to go up. Yeah, you're starting to see
2: more and more people getting corn snakes again. Yeah, I'm starting to sell more and more stuff to people. Oh no, we lost
0: Sean with corn snakes. Wait, we'll get Sean back in a second. Is it us? Uh, I don't think so. Normally, when he goes out like that, it's it's he's also I don't know. Uh, Douglas Ray White said he can also breed too many genes into a ball python and he can, can't ID what the morphs are, which is also true.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Up there, Sean. Let me add him back in. There he is. He's back. Welcome back, Sean. That's weird. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, I saw some uh, captive Born and Bred ATVs this weekend. Oh, really? In the world. Yeah. haven't seen those in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> they're really nice too yeah so yeah i think it's, it's so you'll do some different stuff. did they ever find that other ball python nope uh, i guarantee you it's in somebody's box yeah they'll find it well like we, had, yeah. hope
0: we had they something.
1: unpack their box we
0: had april Linkfield on and she talked about having the uh, file snakes right yep. there's not a lot of people that breed them so whenever she produces file snakes they sell she's yep. not yep. worried about selling those things because yep. she found something that was an import that was a cheap snake You know, everybody looked at as disposable and took it on as a project and breeds them. And she sells every single one of them. She does it with her house snakes. She sells really nice house snakes. So, I think you're going to find where they're going to have to get into. They don't have to, but they're going to get into projects. They're going to realize maybe ball pythons aren't what they really, really like. They did it because that was the market. And now -hmm. they're going to branch out and find the things they really like. Maybe they really do like leeches or crested or, you know, gargoyles or whatever. They like something else. They just don't know it.
3: Uh, yeah, um, right. Lisa Lisa Torberg in Oklahoma is producing sunbeams in captivity. See, that's cool. that's cool. Wow, that's because super cool.
0: That's again another disposable snake. I and I don't mean this because I think this, but a oh. disposable import snake that Which so one? many sunbeams. Oh yeah, so many have come in. You yeah. see them sold on the show, and you go, "Well, that's gonna die. That's not gonna yeah. make it." Um, yeah. So, but I think a captive population of that is going to be great because that's going to lead them to becoming a better pet snake. Yeah. Uh, Canal side exotics, and fuck them because they're Canadian. And you know that. Not because they told us that before, but they did. But because of this <laughs> statement. They had they saw some Fiji iguanas at the last Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo. Yes, we get it. Y'all Whoa. can have Fiji iguanas up there. We, we will never see them here. Yeah. Shut the fuck no. up, Canada. Somebody's a little
1: bitter, man. Yes, because
0: they are really cool. <laughs> yeah, they are. And it's stupid they that cool. they get to have them up there and we don't get to have them. Yeah. Oh,
1: mm. poor yeah. James.
0: We get stuck with fucking yeah. green iguanas. Yeah. Hey, Sean found a copperhead on his porch last night. Was
2: it yeah, old, nice one. Right out there where you got to
3: smoke? No, it was actually on the back porch. Uh, oh. Haley actually found it. And then she thought there, she was like, there's a, there, there's a nest of them somewhere. I'm like, there's not a nest <laughs> of them, baby. Oh. You
0: have got to teach so your went, kids better.
3: Yeah. So I went, well, she thought she saw one go under a chair and another one come out from another chair. So I flipped everything over and it was just that one. Um she was nervous. I, I went and released it. So, yeah that's the first snake I've actually seen here. They've seen coach whips and rough greens. And well, we did find um, a little rough earth snake in the house. Well, Lori, Lori found one. That was funny. <laughs> but that uh, was the fun. one
2: person who that's you don't want teeny. to find a snake.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but there's supposedly, to be cane breaks out here. Um, that'd be cool. Close to OSR, like down the road for me there's a, but I, I, I don't have time to go look for shit, you know? So
2: last time I was there, I looked me. on, um, um, I, I naturalist and there's several of them have been tagged in your area right there.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: So
0: uh,
3: Lee, when Wayne when talked about those.
0: Lee Reddy's in the chat, and we had uh, we released the episode of Lee's uh, interview on it last week. Mm-hmm. But Lee breeds amazing panther chameleons, right? And so he that's that's a project that that's going. He's going to sell those babies because they're great looking and mm-hmm. people are going to want them. He's going to sell them. He found a project. Everybody just needs to if if you but are. Lee, Lee's
3: been doing this for a lot longer yeah. than most of us have too. Yeah. Um, and, and so like when you talk to Lee, the, you just the passion in his voice, talking about the, the chameleons, like Lee, Lee and I vended like our first NARBC together. We shared tables in NARBC. Um, I had leopard geckos and he had chameleons and, and I know you talked to him and uh, was it Connor or it was Brian, Brian, about breeding all the bugs and like Katie and stuff yeah. like that. That was and, cool though. Uh, it was, yeah. So yeah, Lee and Amanda are awesome people. I'm I'm so glad that they're back in it now because they have, they're they're like some of the best people for the hobby to come back into the hobby. There's no drama with them. They breed amazing animals. They're completely upfront and honest there, but they help everyone. I was
1: about to uh, say they the... kind
3: of taken Adam. They've kind of taken Adam under their wing from Lone Star Panthers and yeah. helped him out. Of and he breeds league, another so. one who
0: breeds amazing looking panther yeah. chameleons. Yes. He does. Which, yeah. but those are an animal that I know when I got into the hobby were kind of, I mean, one, they were expensive, but they were like, they're super fragile. But you, when you talked to like Lee and, and when we interviewed him, it made us be like, Oh no, I can actually keep these and it may not die.
3: Lee Lee was the person that convinced me that chameleon ownership and propagation wasn't as bad as it was, was cracked up to be. So, you know, so, um, I ended up producing some animals from Lee, um, in my house so you know it's like now i can use that knowledge to we do that at the shop too we have we have some really nice panthers at the the pet store uh, and we're very upfront with people about it and um it's again but our but our husbandry has changed because of technology and and things we've been able to talk to with people too you know like um keeping has has advanced over the past 10 years tremendously oh man yeah Um, our knowledge of taking care of animals the right way. And we still don't know everything, but we're getting better for sure.
0: I just want to give a shout out. To, it's Reddy's Rainforest. If anybody wants to look up mm-hmm. their community, Ready's Rainforest. But uh, so talking about shows, there, there's been a show in, on every Facebook page for the last week because of a certain topic. So the Tinley show, right? The NARBC yeah. Tinley show has been mentioned yeah. in every reptile group for the last week because of a law that, Illinois is now going to enforce a law that apparently has been on the books. Uh, but now they're uh-huh. going to enforce that all of the animals at the Tinley Park show have to have a vet certificate. Now, when the news first came out, it was released as every animal that comes into Illinois would have to have a vet certificate.
1: Yeah. I was about to say, it has since changed, though.
0: And that and, and that, sh- yeah. that everyone went crazy. And then it went to every shipment per species— has to have have it so if you come in with a whole shipment of baby redtail boas say shipment a whole litter of baby redtails the litter needs to have a certificate not every single baby which was is is more doable and then they have since now come out uh today or yesterday with an update and i think
3: i shared it yesterday
0: and it said that uh in order to I'll, I'll read it this is what they said so I'll go ahead and read it uh, in order to facilitate Illinois animal health import requirements for the 2022 North American Reptile Breeders conference in Tinley Park on October 8th and 9th yada, yada, the following guidance is being provided for conference promoters vendors and vendor veterinarians. Reptiles and other vertebrates are required to be listed by species on a cert- certificate of veterinary inspection. They do not need to be listed individually. an entry permit is to be obtained online by issue by by the issuing veterinarian. If the vendor is unable to meet these requirements, the animals must be checked by the conference veterinarian on site to obtain uh, the the inspection, which that part I thought was important because I think there are a lot of people who don't have a vet that could do this. And
3: uh, Yeah, that, that that short notice, that's tough. Yes. yes.
0: And, and and I and I got I, I got into some disagreement with some people that were posting comments about the whole situation that if you go there and you have these animals, you should have a vet anyways. And so this is my view. And I go back to what we talked about business versus what I do. I don't breed reptiles for a business. I don't vend shows as a business. I don't plan anything as a business expense because I saw that thrown around a lot. You know, well, all these costs are a business expense. They're not for someone like me. They're a cost. They're – I don't do a show to pay bills, right? If I can cover my table and cover the weekend, I'm happy because I got to go hang out at a show, Right? And I get it. If you're a business, you can't have yeah. that men- mentality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of small-scale breeders like myself who breed one or two species and have one or two litters a year that the original way this was posted was going to pretty much make it impossible for them to show up in intently, even if they already had a table planned, uh, because they weren't going to be able to get it done in time. It was
3: going to cost thousands.
0: Yeah, it, it was, yeah. was going to cost too much for someone who's selling a litter of sandboas, whatever. Like, the, the certificates could have cost the same as what they were going to make off the animals. Um, and so I think this is better. I don't yeah. know what the cost is going to be at the conference to have the veterinarian look at it. I assume it's not going to be free. Um, so I'm not sure of that, but I do like that they have made it easier.
3: I'm sure it's going to be a, uh, I'm sure that's going to be kind of, yeah, but I think that's going to be kind of crazy if people wait until they get there, you know?
0: Yeah. Which like like said, if you everyone have a, all at once, if you have a vet that can do it, that's great, and I understand the bigger breeders. They they have yeah. a vet that they can call. They have that guy that can come to their facility and look at them. But that's not; those aren't the breeders that like yeah. myself. You know, uh, in 2019, I went to Tinley, and that's yeah. where I bought my uh, Indian Sandboas from one dude at a table in the corner who had like six Indian Sandboas on the table, and that was it. Right, that yeah. would not have been feasible yeah, for someone like it's that.
3: That's not, not. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like I I could, if I, if I was taking animals from my pet shop, I I could call Dr. Heatley and she'd come by and give me all my certificates. Now, I I think that the law is in place for good reason. Obviously I don't like overreaching by, but if it means that the animals are going to be healthier and better taken care of, maybe, you know, I could see that, you know, being okay, but so close. And I'm sure Brian got it sprung on last minute. So at least he's actually working to help, you know, by getting a vet in there. And I think, you know, they they're working with him. So I, I think it's good. Uh, I'm glad that there's at least something that makes it a little bit easier. Cause it was mass panic for a while. Oh, it's man, like, why are people lost their shit? It, yeah. are like, Oh, there were shows ruined. I'm like, man, people jumped the gun. Like let this evolve. Let, let's, you know, I'm sure Brian and Bob have been working their butts off trying to get it figured out, obviously, you know? So um, that's, you know, that having a vet there to check everything seems more feasible, but again, you're checking if somebody's bringing in 500 ball pythons. How do you have time to get a certificate because it's per species? But they still are supposed to look at every single animal.
0: Well, and, there's, and so there's so many issues. So uh, Dax is in the chat from DNT Retakes. He said that it's 50 bucks. I'm assuming that it's 50, that's the when you get there to be 50 bucks for them to look at that collection cool. of species. Yeah, I can't imagine all, per animal because if it's per animal, that's still it's still insane. No, with
3: the original the original to get the CVI per species your vet had to check off you have to have every animal listed and the vet has to look at yeah. every single animal. That's the way that it, that's the way the CBI works in most states. Let's
0: also look at some issues where there's some where I have things aren't going to work out. So the bigger breeders, let's face it, some of these people can have a vet come and sign something for mm-hmm. them and leave and never put a hand on an animal. I mean yeah, let's, five let's be, minutes are there. Let's be realistic. Yeah. That's gonna happen. It's you know, going it's, to happen. Just like when I was a project manager, I had certain inspectors
2: that wouldn't even they'd roll their window down as they drove by. Yep, looks good. Here's <laughs> your tag. You Tough.
0: know. It hadn't fallen down. You're good. Yep. So let's let's yeah. let's uh not pretend that every person that shows up there with a certificate has had every animal checked. And then the second problem is just Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, just <laughs> because an animal comes there looking healthy, we know that. That doesn't mean that it's free of NIDO or Renovirus or any of these other viruses. Like they can, That can still happen. No. So everybody talking about how this bill will now make it so that you don't get sick animals at shows. You don't get animals at shows with That's- obvious RIs, right? That they probably won't show up yeah. or or, but you're, or maybe covered in mites. They won't show up. But it, you can still spread all the stuff that we're really afraid of. I'm not afraid of an R.I. Or, I mean, I am afraid of mites. I don't want to fucking do that again. But I'm far yeah,
3: that, that, that stuff takes time to do blood work and shit. That's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it,
0: yes, on, on on paper, it looks like this is going to help legitimize some of this show. But we know it's not in certain situations. there There is going to be people at that show, and we know the people, that are going to have animals on the table that we know we would not touch if we were there no matter what. Uh-huh. Right, and they will sell those animals, yeah. and just like they have every other year, and I'm sure they will have their paperwork signed by some vet somewhere, yeah. saying that every single one yeah. of them was healthy. Yeah, it is what it is.
3: Now, where does now if that happens, and they have this TBI and this vet signs off on it, and that animal dies or gets sick or whatever, where does the liability fall? Does it fall back on the person who has it, or does it go back to the vet? Oh, you, well, yeah.
0: you know, the person who has it's going to say, "Well, it was healthy when I brought it here." Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be their argument. The vet said it was healthy. You have to mm-hmm. trust the vet. They're licensed. I said it was healthy. Exactly. It died in your care. Something well, happened once I got here, not me.
3: That That's part of the reason that people, I think, we're having a problem because there's not a lot of vets that would actually sign off on that. So you guys know who Cord Offerman is, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I know. And, and, so Cord and I had a conversation a few weeks ago. Uh, we had a friend reach out to us um, in Austin that had a – I think it was a gaboon, may have been a squam. I think it was a squam that had an R.I. Frantically trying to find a vet. Vets, not, not a single vet in the entire Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth area would touch the snake because of the liability, because oh. of the liability oh. of, of oh, treating a venomous... I didn't know what a squam was. Snake. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of treating a venomous snake. <laughs> I was going to Google it because uh, that's that, what I did. A- so, Alexander
0: has the bright colored little...
3: Yeah, so no, yeah. his... Oh, His comment to me was that his comment to me was, but besides the investors and the partners in the vets business, is the insurance companies. They would drop them like fucking instantly Mm -hmm. if they found out that they had a venomous snake in there doing lap. Now, if they go on their own and they do a house call, then they chance losing their license if they do get bit because they're not covered by their insurance and their investors don't know about it. So again, that's where this is something that's interesting is. I think that a lot of the vets weren't willing to do that because of the liability. If they really understand the liability of signing off on 50 wild-caught Florida iguanas, health checks. You know what I'm saying? Health certificate. Like what happens when they die and somebody just crazy enough decides to sue the person or the vet who signed off and said they were healthy? What are their insurance companies and and partners going to say then? You know? Yeah, that's a lot of
1: information to definitely think about.
3: Yeah, it is. That's a lot of thing. That's probably something that a lot of people haven't thought about because there's a lot of people are like, "Oh, I found a loophole. I can just do it when I get there, or I can have my buddy that's a vet just come by and I'll give him my list and he'll fax it back to me, or what it faxed." Did I just say fax? Yeah, not fax. Email it back to me. Wait, yeah, <laughs> hey, people fax. still so, fax. People still send facts. But yeah, well, some vets' offices actually still do. So you see, like where does it end like with that? So, I mean, I, I think that's, it's, it's only two weeks from the show that it's going to be a little madhouse for the first one, but hopefully they'll get it figured out because you know, that show needs to go on and it needs to have good people there. It needs to have good breeders. That's a, you know, it's a great, great show. So, which I still haven't been able to get to, but um, it's one of those shows that we really need,
0: well, you know? And D just sent me a message. They sent me the post from, uh, any RBC where it says health certificates will be fifty dollars at show. That's all it says. So again, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that means the one per species. So if you have multiple species, I would imagine that's a fifty dollar per per species. Is, but is okay. That could get plenty. so look, But if they, you
3: have but if you have twenty vendors show up to this vet on Friday for setup. And they have two hundred of this and two hundred of that, two hundred of that. How are they going to do this? Yeah, yep. Logistically, it's going to be a nightmare.
1: Well, and that was my next question: was Are they getting cleared when they get to the show? Like, there's a vet there that will be clearing them, or they have to bring? That's that what it sounds them? like. When they get, it sounds like when they get there, and like you said, logistically,
0: it's when if they get you there. Have
1: one person checking everyone. Holy shit! Yeah,
3: that could, you imagine, could,
4: could you
0: imagine Mike Wilbank showing up? Or I mean. Could you imagine if Triple L? I mean, yep. Triple L. I'm sure will show up with their signed papers. Uh, but imagine if triple, triple
4: L
3: do Tinley.
0: Yeah. Imagine if Triple L okay. showed up to have Tinley do it. I mean, Triple L has I don't They're, know how many species on their table.
3: Oh, probably they probably have 150 200 species. Yeah, at least. So, so like
1: all col, like all different types of colubrids. Each one colubrids. Whatever. Each so one you would, would have to have yes, clearance. Each,
0: each species.
1: Damn.
3: Yeah, you're talking five to 10 grand.
1: I mean, even just somebody like Russell. Yeah. I mean, Russell has like all these different species
0: on his table. Which is, again, why some of these larger people will show up with their certificates. And then you, I mean, you just have to question did a vet check all 150 species? Yeah. What's
3: the, how valid are they? Yeah.
0: You know, God.
1: I mean, but with that being said, that vet's license could be on the line.
3: Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what I was bringing up the liability issue. What happens if something goes wrong? You know, they get a health c- certificate on a on something that has Nido or IDB or something. You
1: so know, like Lee Ready just posted. Well, I was
0: gonna I was gonna do the first one up there. Okay. Where he's talking about um, he gets the point of it, but if you run a show like Sean does, where he and his crew walk around checking tables, and not just Sean checks tables. Uh, if I see something, Robert sees something. If any of the vendors see something, we say vendors, it, and yeah. it's and it's not to be a snitch on somebody. That's not the whole goal mm-hmm. there. But we know what can happen to a show if you let too many of those things happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and it's hard for Sean to see something. So sometimes stuff is not there on setup and it shows up there at noon on Saturday on a table and he didn't see it.
3: Yeah. Peyton's done a great job of that recently. He's, he's done a really good job of catching stuff that I've missed or, but I mean, like I said, like you said, perfectly other vendors, they'll come to me instantly and say, Hey, this something doesn't look right on this table and I'll go address it right there. But you know, I can't catch everything.
1: Well, in the next comment that he made, it said that he actually knows very few vets that know chameleons that actually know yeah. the species. Yeah. <clears throat> and that wild caught reptiles and chameleons can carry bloodborne parasites. So how are you gonna know if they have that?
3: Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be five hundred wild caught Florida veiled chameleons there in tow case.
0: There's and there's, they are there's gonna be mites there. Just because it's mm-hmm. the nature of a show that big and how it is, it, it's gonna happen so like to me, it becomes – I don't know. It doesn't serve the purpose I think that it originally was written for unless the original purpose was to try and get money for the state. And these are just all permits for the state, which <laughs> – trust me, I'm from Louisiana. That's how they do shit there. Yeah. So
3: the politics are like, fucking Louisiana.
0: So that could have been what it was. But I like I said, I thought that when I saw this, yeah, Kabilka is not going to have a problem with this. And, and I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying he – the way his logistics are. He wouldn't have a problem with having to do this, you know. Bob Vu's not going to, Triple L's not going to, but that guy with one table of carpet pythons or whatever, he's probably going to have an issue yeah. with the way this originally yeah.
3: was. Yeah. So well, I I hope that they figure it out. I hope it goes smooth for them. I know it's going to be probably, like I said, it's, gonna, it's probably going to be a clusterfuck the first time, but hopefully they'll get a system down and 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 people will be better prepared for it going into it. And, and, you know, maybe this time it's going to be a little more lax because it is such a a new thing. It's not a new thing, but it's being enforced, you know, newly enforced. But hopefully people will be more prepared. But it might still dissuade some of these other guys that have done Tentley not to do it anymore, you know.
0: That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of them may be able to, I mean, you may weed out some of the ones they're trying to weed out. Um, I just hope it doesn't weed out some of the ones who have really nice animals and just can't afford to. To do what they do, right? So
3: yeah, go uh, back to the the cost of doing business.
0: Yeah, and like I said, and that's that's kind of the problem when when it's not a business for some because that's our hobby is for a lot of people is just a hobby, um, and I think some of the people that are in it purely as business. Well, yeah, and
3: a lot of hobby-esque. Yeah, you don't have regular health checks for your animals. You don't take your animals to the vet every six months. No. You don't you don't go like where you do a dog like for vaccines and things like that with with, with snakes you know you, you if some if you notice something wrong sometimes it's too late but if you notice something wrong then yeah you're going to a vet you know you and, and hopefully everyone at least that owns an exotic has a, a vet that they can trust that has some sort of knowledge that deals with exotics. I mean I'm I'm very lucky where I live there's probably 20 was that to say. in Bryan College Station yeah. that, that I could go to with whatever I need, but I actually have the person who teaches the vet say, students. That's within the vet dad.
0: school where you live.
2: Well, I mean,
3: yeah. You, you I mean, also have a yeah.
2: vendor. You also have a vendor who teaches vet students who had them all at the show. Um, yeah, that was Audrey. awesome. Yeah. yeah. She had them there Saturday morning, yeah. and that was awesome. They got to go yeah. around and talk to so many vendors and leaders like,
0: yeah. and. Like I said, I I saw some of the argument. Well, like I said, when that came out, it hit every Facebook page. And I saw some of the arguments, some of the larger breeders. I think some of them maybe forget that not everybody's doing this to make money. Right. And so things that cost extra money may be the cost of business for them. But when it's just supposed to be a fun hobby, it becomes a burden. And I I think that that's not good because there are, again, are a lot of small scale breeders that are not doing this as a business that make amazing animals.
3: Yeah, so, But, you know, you, you're, you've are you got a hard line against this, James. I, I'm not trying to call you out on this, but there, there still can be people that do this in a business that, that love it as a hobby. No, I, no, oh, no, 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 no. I'm
0: not saying yeah. there's not. I I feel there are also people that do it with a pure business mindset.
3: Oh, absolutely. There are 100% are. I, I, we know a lot of those people. Yeah, and they we, don't we sit next to them at shows. Yes. Like they will tell you exactly what they they think, you know. Um, I, I literally had a vendor tell me they're selling the skin of the animal. That's all they care about. They're selling the skin. Oh, fuck. Hang on a second. <laughs> Get the fuck back. Big fucking wolf spider just crawled across my foot, so I'm sending him <laughs> to my shoe toad.
0: <laughs> Got to love living
3: Hold in this country, that. man. I, I'm not
0: saying that people that <laughs> yeah, run, run it as a pure as a business can't also love the hobby, but we know that there are two sides. Of it. There are those that no, – yeah run it as a business because absolutely. they love the animals. And there's those that run it as a business because you can sell animals.
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't trying to call you out on that, but there is, it's still a gray area with a lot of those people. Like I, I mean, I still, I still love going to the shop and it's a business to me, but I still interact and try to be as much as I can lately um, be up there and see all the cool stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a good staff that <clears> they are in absolutely love with all the animals. So, uh, it's a business to me, but it's still a passion, and yeah. it always will be, you know. So, well, and Ashley, you um, said maybe it'll. Come we're talking forward. about new projects, by the way. We're trying to, we're trying to breed the Mexican Sicilians.
0: Oh, I remember seeing those. Ooh. You got those at two Brian shows ago. Mm-hmm. I remember those. That's the first time I'd ever seen Sicilians in mm-hmm. in real life, uh, outside of pictures, and they're yep. just as fucking weird in real life yep. as they are in pictures. If anybody doesn't know what a Sicilian is, they're fucking. It, it's an amphibian that looks like a giant worm, but with a mouth. Tremors. Yeah, they uh, (laughs) are. They're they're an amphibian, so they are kind of moist. They have to stay wet. Um, They found in Central
3: South America. They look gigantic
1: earthworms with fucked up teeth. Okay, so this also makes me think of the sandworms from Beetlejuice. From Beetlejuice. So we were like totally off topic. We were at at Home Depot because nobody ever thinks to look at Home Depot for Halloween supplies and decorations, and they have Mario and Brandy. They have the cutest freaking sandworm that you press the tail it, and it dances, it dances and plays <clears throat> the beetlejuice theme song
0: i love i love sandworms. it was
1: so cute <laughs> anyways
3: but <laughs> so anyways so they, they were, yeah, oh and we're also trying to breed croc geeks. oh cool.
1: yes i knew kay. about this one. Working with i already games. knew about this because i
0: talked to Bergoli yeah. about this
3: <laughs> yeah yeah we have um when he picked california up the redside Gardens.
0: So see, but that's, um, the, but that's the thing. The California
3: Redside Garters are doing awesome.
0: Those are small projects that anyone anyone could get into. Those, those aren't yeah un, untouchable projects that people couldn't do. No, they just take time and focus. So, and if you do them,
2: awesome garters this weekend. Sorry, I didn't mean to go cut ahead. you off, James. I straight up did though. Yeah, good. Um, somebody had some awesome garters at the show this weekend because Rachel told me twice you need to go look at it. yeah one I, kid I, that does. does there's a kid down there that does no, garters. Dylan right? wasn't there. We we're not going to talk about Dylan. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, uh, we a, talked to Dylan today. He's I, I talked
2: to him too. Turd. He messaged me back finally. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, but yeah. yeah, there's
3: there's some cool projects that we, we want to work on. Like I didn't buy anything. I was specifically forbidden by my employees to purchase <laughs> any animals this weekend um, because I've been loading up for the expansion. But we, you know, we have some viper boas we want to try to breed. Oh, we I um, love viper boas. Um, we got uh, the California red sides. Um, the akis hopefully have bred i may be talking to luke about getting his pair of mertens monitors for that big enclosure <laughs> that we're building that'd be cool um so that'd be cool too um you know so we have a few things here and there that uh, all the micro geckos all of the felsuma stuff is cr- like the climbers and lee was messaging me actually last night asking me if any if i knew anybody that was breeding climberized because so, he wants to trade some Simbabas. i'm like well Actually, we have a bunch of them at the shop that we breed. So, (laughs) um, but we've got some cool stuff that we're working on that's kind of out of the ordinary, you know? Um, And again, that's that's what
0: these people that are struggling here or there could do. They could find these odd, odd things that we normally walk through a show and just walk right past and don't think about. But if you could breed those in captivity, like again, if you can breed the crocodile sinks on a regular basis in captivity, that'll be huge. If you could breed. The like the file said the file snakes or the sunbeam snakes or the, yeah. the uh, Sicilians that's a huge thing. Yeah. So uh, Ashley Howdy said maybe the Tinley Show would become more of a dry goods show. It's easy for someone to say who sells just cages. I'm sure they would love that, but I do want to give them a shout out. <laughs> I do want to give them a shout out because they did. Uh, I'm sure people have seen it. It's been all over Facebook, and I haven't watched the video yet. But they did go out to Canova and put together an amazing I display think that's, set I of think cages. That's.
3: Good. Good. <clears throat> that's James that said we have 22 clemari eggs and they're still late. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of liz- So lizards. Um, I was about to say, what? But is yeah, that's that? stuff, I, mean, I started breeding green and when I was a kid. And then I went to leopard geckos and I bred leopard geckos like in mass, but you know, I, was, I loved it, but it, it became an absolute chore, especially after back surgery. And like Lori and my kids were, I mean, we, we were producing over a thousand leopard geckos a year.
0: Amanda <laughs> is trying right? to trade with you now.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've been trying to trade. Yeah, she wanted. She, that's what Lee was messaging me about last night. So we'll probably have some sambavas in the in the store pretty soon. Uh, um, well. But then I got in when I started getting into monitors. Like their intelligence level is on a whole other scale, and I'm I'm super addicted to them now. And and we have a guy. We're probably getting Kimberly rocks. Shut up! I think I don't we're like a you. Pair of, <laughs> Yeah, we're getting a pair of Kimberly rocks no, this guy wanted to trade me. He came in. He's one of our really good customers. Um, he, we have those, um, the alligator lizards, the little red sided ones that we produce. Like we had so many babies pop out of those females. They're live bears and he wants the entire group. I think there's 12 of them total. For including Kimberly the babies. rocks, done. For a pair of Kimberly rocks. I was like, absolutely. And the only thing is, is that we had all females and I found a male at Conroe. I found a male at Conroe. The only male that was in the entire building, I bought it. And so yeah, we're working on a deal with him, so we'll get some Kimberly Rocks. A pair too. Of
0: Kimberly rocks in the in the shop will look awesome on display. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ashley Howdy, she
2: said so. the dry goods are much harder to produce than animals. I <laughs> I, yes i agree 100
4: percent.
1: you know what i love though is kind of like where this conversation has gone like you're talking about trading or doing this or whatever i love that in our hobby and jennifer with uh the pink pitbull uh we we talked about this at the conroe show this is the one hobby where you can do that yeah you can you know and you can do that with other hobbies as yeah you well. don't
0: tend to see people trade hot rods yeah, like I mean, Let <laughs> trade you this hot rod yeah. for your hot rod. Yeah,
1: restore old cars, you might yeah. trade some parts, but yeah. that's about it. But you know, it's really cool that you can you can do stuff like
3: this. Well, you know, you know what's funny is you guys you guys remember the chameleon that got lost in shipping that when we were trying to raise yes. money for Blake that I won an auction. Yes. Yeah, the guy who ended up getting the chameleon, we got his ball python. Has bought three chameleons from that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He, he fell in love with them. That's so. so funny.
0: So, one other thing that I saw floating around on Facebook, and uh, I kind of reached out to the person and talked to him about it, but uh, Morph Market announced their partnership with Rare Genetics. And we've had Ben Morell of Rare Genetics on here before. And we talked yep. about all the different testing they have. They can do uh, sex determination testing, and they were trying to figure out all the ball python genetics testing.
4: Mm-hmm. And, I remember that.
0: And, uh, and, uh, and so now they're teaming up, and I think that's awesome. That, that's great. But I reached out to them because I asked if they had done any BOA stuff, because I know that's not on there. But, you know, it. I I hate having possible hets. I own some possible hets right now because it just was too good of a thing and I couldn't pass it up and I took them. But uh, I asked him and I said, hey, are you doing any of this? He said, no, but he wants information. So I'm just telling anybody out there, if you have boas and they are known genetics and they are known perfect, they are known hets, not possible hets, save your sheds and send them to Rare Genetics. Go to Rare Genetics website and uh, you'll find the the instructions on how to do it, how to do all that. But send your boa sheds in. They need as much uh, of a database as possible to get those tests going, and that's just I'm. I want that test. I don't care about the ball python test, but I want to know if my things are head albino, and I need to get them to that point. So uh, I just want to throw well, that. I, I, think, think,
3: I think I think I want to see them get into lizards and you know like geckos and monitors and stuff like that too. You know, yeah. I really think that would be open up a really really cool. Well, and part of our hobby.
0: Lee just said he wanted to test for locale purities uh, in locales of mm-hmm. panther chameleons. And with going back to the boas, I asked him, I said, because I talked to some people who had some, uh, some stuff that had locale, but they had some morph stuff in it. And, and Ben said, yeah, if, if they have known locales, he'd love that stuff too. So that, that could also become a thing. Um,
3: I think. It will gen- also prove a lot of people wrong.
0: <laughs> yes. I think genetic testing <laughs> will change the way the hobby is done. I don't think some people want that change to happen. No. um but i think that it will be better in the long run just i think morph market coming along was better for the hobby in the long run because i think price wise and then and you've been around Sean you know long enough prices used to be very crazy all over the place and people would cut throat and yeah. even more so than oh, they yeah. are now but now yeah. with a uh, everybody goes how much is that going and you you always hear it shows i don't know check morph market see what it's going check
3: for check morph market mm-hmm. see what the market looks like
0: you know and that has helped Before we a had, ton. We,
3: it, ha- it has helped a, a tremendous amount and like somebody compared it to the old forums, it's nothing like that. The the stuff that John's working on and and keeps keeps pushing and and we're we're we've already worked out our agreement so that we're actually sponsoring Morph Market and Morph Market is actually sponsoring Herbs now. So we're getting all the finalized details done and logos and links and websites and everything up on the website and publish and and so um, and, and people ask me all the time, does he think it affects shows? Hell no. I see Morph Market as more of a tool for breeders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see it more of a tool for breeders, not only a tool for breeders, but I see it more of a tool for breeders that are working on projects and working with other people. Uh, there are still small hobbyists that post their stuff on, for sale on there, and that's great. But a lot of those people buying those animals are working with breeding projects and looking for specifics. There's still something to be said about walking into a show and holding a snake in your hand, or a gecko, well, or the, a tegu. You know, the social um, aspect and of going to a gonna,
0: show to me outweighs anything. It's
3: never, and it's never going to change. It's not gonna, it's not going to change that dramatically. You know, so there's been forums and there's been online sales and mailers and all this stuff done for reptile uh, sales in the, in, in the, in the past. But shows have always been a place where people come together as hobbyists and friends and family and get together. And you see those trades going on and, and people working together and helping each other out. And that's just something that's intangible. You can't have that online. You know, you just can't.
2: Well, you're, it's like at a show, how many times have we seen, uh, I, I can't tell you how many customers I've had that held their first snake at a show. Bought a single tub rack for me, and within a year, they're buying uh, multiple snakes, multiple racks, multiple cages, and that would never have happened if they were just shopping online.
3: Oh yeah, no, no, wouldn't. So yeah, we we can work hand in hand, work together. Like I said, mm-hmm.
0: and and just the social aspect that comes with shows, yep, uh, far outweighs anything else for me. And again, I don't. I, I, I've been to other shows growing up that weren't Herp shows, and I've seen how other shows work, and it's definitely a different thing in Herp shows than it is other shows, and it, it, I, I feel bad for folks that that don't get that. And, and I've seen some of the other groups, like the group, the, the Atlanta, the Georgia group, they do a lot of the shows together, mm-hmm. and there's a big so, social aspect there with Bob and all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for the folks that just go to a show, sit at their table, and then go home, and they don't really – interact with anybody they don't yeah. go out and hang out it's like the one day shows up north yeah. i don't get it or i would hate a one day show where i don't where i'm just going to sell stuff and going yeah. home
2: or the ones that only stay yeah. till
0: noon and then pack up and leave right Sean?
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that guy was that guy was crazy yeah that happened saturday really yeah at noon they just oh, went, well. we saw him go by it i'm like where the fuck are they going they selling selling yeah well like, yeah. they didn't stay at their table they were walking around the whole time and then they went and they were Like, we haven't sold anything and
3: left. Oh. Yeah, they weren't ever at their table, they were walking around and they just packed up their stuff at noon and left. Sean's like, Well, you paid for your table, so oh well, so see you later. Weird,
4: yeah, I mean, it, whatever.
2: Yeah, what? the first Herp show I did, didn't, I mean, they walked around, but I, they didn't talk to anybody, they didn't That's
3: like so interact, they with didn't anybody. talk to anybody. No, they it was, barely it talked was, to us. It was
0: weird. See, I, I could have almost done that the first show, Herp show I did because I sold. 95% of my animals to Andy before the doors open. Right. And I sat there with four or five animals on my table the rest of the day. And I got down to the end day and i had yeah. one snake left. And I was like, Sean, I'm not coming back tomorrow. I have, <laughs> I have one snake. I'm sorry. But um yeah. so I, I had made a post earlier about some if anything that people seen in the hobby and they want to talk about. That's how Sean brought up the reptonomics. I was like, it'd be great to come on because it's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Um so Go ahead.
1: Well, I was gonna say uh, Amanda Jackson and Lean must with BP be like Matrix. maybe Matrix. Okay, Amanda and Lean <clears throat> must just be like sitting on their couch, hanging out. Next Sorry, Dax was asking who it was yeah. at last, which left. is cracking me up. But Amanda has a very good point. You can educate better in person than you can online.
0: Ashley, Ashley, how uh, does it? She misses shows. We miss you at shows too.
1: We do miss seeing you, Ashley. Um, I stalk you on Facebook and feel a little bad about it, but <laughs> I, we do. Uh, and then Lee said that you just can't beat meeting new people and then showing them and telling them about your animals or things you have or nope. you've produced. Those two are phenomenal at the education side well, of things. Okay. So let's talk about the way. y'all
0: talked about oh, the guy yeah. didn't stay at his table all day Saturday and left at noon. Fabulous. I, when we were set up at Brian, we were facing, uh, Lee and Amanda, they stood in front of mm-hmm. their table for two days talking to every single person that came by showing them chameleons it was awesome. and, and they would talk to them until the show ended if they had to. Whereas I think I
3: kind of rubbed off on them because that's what I used to do. I'd stand in front of my table. Lord, you get so pissed at me. <laughs> I'd have geckos hanging off my shoulder and shit. I'd be handing geckos to people when they walked <laughs> by insane. and, and, and that's what you have to be. You have to be present. You have to be up front. The people, on the, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out all you fuckers on your cell phones. We watched it <laughs> in Conroe. I sat with, I said again, I said, when I was sitting with Corey, I watched four customers walk up to this vendor's table and she was on her phone. And she literally just looked up and kind of glanced at them and just kept going away at her phone. And they're looking and pointing at everything. She never once said hi, bye, kissed my ass, never put <laughs> her phone down, and just kind of grinned at them. And they just kept walking.
2: And then those are the head. people
3: that come to me and bitch.
0: I know, hey, I know where Corey's hey. table was at the show,
2: so now I'm running <laughs> my head who it was. But I so yeah. yeah. need, need to say. One
1: of the things <laughs> that I love, though, no. about Amanda and Lee is they knew – that, like, Josephine and I had no intentions of buying a chameleon at all. And they still took their time to answer any questions that we had I, at all. Like, it did not matter.
2: I like, don't even remember that whole weekend.
1: The Brian College
2: <laughs> show? I remember, like, Reese bringing the. Indigo. I know this
1: was on Sunday, but like, I, I didn't even remember. To talk-
2: re- I, I remember interviewing people, but you don't remember the. I, <laughs> I, I don't was know up why. Front,
1: so it was crazy busy because yeah. Lori was at the shop that day. So it was. Oscar the
2: right, interesting right. one will be but, yeah, i remember saturday night because we yeah. had fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i don't know that's weird
1: um but it was it, it it was just it was really refreshing to have people just talk to you and tell you about no, stuff. that's that's and it was why so
3: cool. i was i was so happy to have them back i really was I'm i'm so glad that they're back in the circuit and and again, you can't beat the quality of the animals, but yeah, they're, they're just amazing people. They, they've always been, it, we haven't seen them in years. Uh, we've kept in contact through Facebook and stuff, but it was like, we'd never skipped a beat. And, and I think Amanda These said that too. It's like, we never, it's like, we never, we never missed any time away from each other. So uh, they're some of my favorite people. And like, literally... We're lucky to have them at our shows. We're literally lucky to have people like that. And I hope it rubs off on people. I hope people see that because that's the way that I did it. And that's the way that they did it. And there's a lot of people that are still like that. Um, but people have gotten complacent over the, over the past few years because money's been shoved in their face. They haven't had to work for it. Well, now you got to work for it. Now you got to sit out there, but even if money was being shoved in their face, they'd still be working for it because they love talking about their passion with people and it's contagious. And I hope more people actually take that as an example of how it's going to make them hugely successful again in this hobby.
0: I just, I, I find it funny. It shows when you hear those vendors go, yeah, nobody's buying anything. But then you walk two vendors away and like, yeah, man, I made three grand today. Like, no, nobody was buying either. A, nobody was buying the stuff you have because, like we talked before, it's not the stuff that's selling. Or nobody was buying you, right? Yep. They're not yep, buying you. you have to sell Again, yourself. So, go back to it. If you have pastel ball pythons on your table, so do 30 other people. If you can't stick out and talk to people and, and bring them in then yeah, they're going to find one of those 30 tables to pick up that $75 snake and go home. So you've got to engage people.
3: I stand show. behind the other vendors' tables and just scream at people. It's true. And work it works sometimes. It works sometimes.
2: Yeah. I've had Sean I've sold walk a lot up. Of, and,
3: i sold a lot of shit behind people's tables. Yeah, I've had him
2: walk up and <laughs> have sold. people over here looking while I'm talking to somebody else, and I'll hear Sean over there, which one of these you take it home?
4: And <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, he's like,
0: hey, ring them up. Yeah, You know who I love? Watch every now and then. Flavius, yeah, he'll bring people to your table like to get racks, and he's not the one you'd expect. Like, come on, and he'll walk them all over. And this weekend it was Flavius and Robert Moss. Robert Moss brought like four
2: people to my table this weekend. Only one of them bought something, but But hey, that's
0: hey. Flavius,
2: every show brings at least one person to me, and they generally always buy something.
4: Yeah,
3: that's awesome.
2: That's, that. that yep. I was. I always turn around and I sold like
3: chickens at Conroe.
2: You did sell chickens. You at Conroe. were so proud of
1: that. fact Peyton
2: was selling frogs this weekend for, with Andy Simpson. I so yeah. did. I
3: sold chickens.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. Uh, so,
3: Peyton sold frogs.
0: <laughs> yeah. So on our list of things that uh, other people wanted us to talk about, Douglas Ray White uh, posted something to do with uvulas. That's what he wanted to talk about. Um,
3: <laughs> Vulvas, He spelled it wrong. He
0: he now knows what he spelled vulva wrong. He knows what a uvula is now.
1: Mine's split
0: and he, knows what he, a, he knows the difference now? Okay And he knows what a vulva is
1: um, We won't talk about okay. that
0: And he knows they're not located <laughs> in the same place yeah. The the interview that comes okay, out good. with uh, <laughs> <laughs> The interviews that come out with Conroe uh, In a couple months will be interesting Because it was our first interview with a kid Oh my god And then Douglas Ray White shows up And d- he forgets we're talking to a kid
1: Well, no He was not the only one, first of all <laughs> Because James Bergoli did, and he was like, shit, you got was a kid that, at your table.
3: Was that Tate Kid? Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: But like
0: he, he says yeah. something, and I forget what it was, but I'm like, dude, there's a kid. And then he walks over and introduces and shakes her hand. I'm he like, totally
1: does. It was the most fabulous yeah. thing.
3: That's Douglas Ray White. Oh. Douglas I'm, Ray White.
0: I'm telling you, he, he and Natasha are two of my favorite people on Earth. I say it all the time, but you can't meet them and not love them. It's just impossible. <laughs> oh, But Uvulus. There you go, Douglas Ray White. I, we mentioned Uvulus. Uh, Gerald Taylor said uh, Talk about cutting ball pythons and who shouldn't Meaning new people with no experience shouldn't be cutting eggs In some people's opinions Uh, That comes from YouTube That comes from people seeing videos on YouTube And wanting to do everything they see on YouTube Um, I have a
3: very Very fucked up view About cutting eggs I'm going to piss a lot of people off Go for it If the animal's not healthy enough to find its way out of the egg, it should be cut. Uh, You know, yes. Now – that I think that breeds weaker genetics.
0: I agree. That's why I don't force feed anything. I was about to say force feeding is the same that's, thing. Yeah. If it's not going to eat, it's just you know. That's why I force own a king. S- I own a king snake yep. because if it's not going to eat, that's you're going to go play with the king snake.
3: So um, now most people, most people will say that they cut because they're trying to. They they don't give a shit. They're looking to see what's in the egg or to see how much
0: money they're going to be counting. They don't want to risk losing that five thousand dollars snake because it didn't cut out of the egg because it was born without an egg tooth.
3: So um, but right? they but morally and ethically, if you're going to pr- save that animal and have to force feed it for six weeks and sell it to someone and it's going to breed weaker genetics along the line, how is that right ethically? Or
0: the ones – what I don't know what day it is that they're supposed to have. It's day 60 or whatever. I don't breed ball icons. But if it gets to that day, they're like, oh, I haven't pip- – I'm cutting that shit open. I'm like, dude – that's just a guideline. That's not a rule. The snake doesn't have a calendar inside there. I felt like that there. when I
1: was pregnant. And I'm like, no, you can't take my baby early. Like, that's what I felt like. And they didn't give me a choice. But
0: <laughs> but people will, you know, and, and we've all, we all know the guy on YouTube who does retakes and finger fucks eggs all the time. But people see that and they think that's the norm. That's what breeders are supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. So
1: so early this morning. Stop
0: following
3: those fucking idiots.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So earlier today, Rob Christian shared something on his personal Facebook page. And since it's on his personal page... I feel like it's acceptable to share It's raw, everything. Go for it. And he said, just a reminder that social media can be people's highlight reel and that life isn't always as pleasant. Out of my recent scrub clutch, I was hoping to allow the babies to all naturally cut their way out of the eggs. But I had two eggs that hadn't pipped two days after the first egg had naturally pipped. I noticed that one egg didn't have movement inside, and this was the result. The egg looks... To have had some attempted cuts from the baby to get out. So he looked like at the inside of the egg, yeah. but it hadn't been successful. And these things happen sometimes, unfortunately. Um, he said, that's why he typically will manually pip the egg once it's been cut on its own. So like once the baby cuts it on his own, like he'll go in and slit it a little bit more, but only after it's done it on its own. And we're talking
0: about several different things here. There is the, the school of it gets out on its own, whatever that's how it does. And I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. I, again, I don't force feed shit. I don't have that problem because most of my stuff live is live birth. Then there's those that when all the rest of them pip, they will do a slit and leave it. I I can somewhat get that I don't get the The full fucking window Let me see what's in there And I'm doing it Just because I love these animals And I want to help them That's not If you've cut a giant window To see what's in there That's not because You're just trying to help the animal
1: Yeah he said he also did Experiment a bit With incubation temperatures But personally he doesn't think That played a role in this at all um,
0: Some of them just don't have egg teeth, and sometimes the shell's too thick.
1: Yeah, he said. Each day we learn a little bit, but don't forget that when you see success, you usually don't see all the failures that lead up to that.
3: Yeah. Um, well, look and at I've- look at Parsons. Look at Parsons chameleons. Lee and I were actually just talking about this too. For so long, nobody could get Parsons chameleons to hatch in captivity. They take almost two years to hatch. Right. That's crazy. So Whoa,
1: what? Wait. And yeah, it takes almost two years to have Those, those
0: giant chameleons. Like,
3: like fucking elephants? Yeah.
1: Like what's happening here? Kinda.
3: Yeah. So, so th- what they figured out was the soil acidity was so high where they're from that it would slowly keep the egg from calcifying too hard. It would break down the outside layer of the shell stays thin. and make it thin enough. So I can't remember what who the guy was that started mixing hydrogen peroxide in water and would spritz the eggs once a week just to soften the shell up. And then he started hatching them and started being able to replicate it, uh, in mass. That's awesome. Um, but so, but, what we know enough about ball Python eggs that, you know, it, it's not just ball pythons. It's a lot of people that cut eggs Yeah. And, and I could see, you know, I've had geckos that I've had to cut eggs open and had a crested gecko that came out with three eyes and it's nose was split in the middle and it was weird as shit. But, like leopard geckos, one will hatch one day, and maybe three days later, the other one will hatch. You don't you don't mess with them, you know. And if they don't come out, and they die in the egg, it's it's a failure to thrive thing. And again, that I've always been in that school of thought that it means it's something along the line. It's weaker genetics. It could be also from over calcifying the mom when they're laying. Uh, if you can see that they're struggling to get out of the egg and they're moving around, I see that. But like you said, I, I don't agree with cutting huge windows and sticking your fingers in and rolling them around like a blender and popping them out and then putting them back in. I, I, I there's no point behind that. There's no point.
0: Well, and Lee said that's like you know? selling eggs. You don't know if it's weak or a strong baby. I don't see that that much anymore. But I do remember that was a thing where people would show up to a show with uh with eggs and you could buy the baby out of the egg. Like
1: I remember, that had never like- eaten years ago when we went
0: like one of the first daytonas yeah yeah you could buy it out of the egg Like you could buy this one it's never eaten you have no idea how it is but you could, you could go ahead and buy this slimy so, little baby so
1: there is nope. online james lewis was very against this which is why we didn't do it um notice he gets both names when it's a situation i'm not happy about um <laughs> but it was you could buy and hatch your own leopard tortoise and I was
3: like, I remember you talking about this.
1: <laughs> 100% I wanted to do it. No, no. And he was like, fuck, no, we're not doing this. What's wrong with you? And I agree. Now, in hindsight, it probably was not no, my
0: nothing, my best moment. Nothing in my head says, that idea. seems okay.
1: But I, I love Just, Savannah, my little yeah. one I got now.
0: <laughs> Just imagine that egg rolling around in the mail, getting to you. I know what I'm going to Savannah ends up being a boy,
1: but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh.
0: I said, Lee said back in the day, people were selling Parsons eggs because they couldn't get them to hatch, so they'd sell the egg. That's so crazy. <laughs> I figured two years when the people are like, "It yeah. never hatched," they'd be gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't get this out. You hatch
2: it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> it's your problem now.
3: Well, there was a guy in New Orleans selling. There was there was a guy in New Orleans selling Panther chameleon eggs, um, and it's a guy that I, I know, and and he had them set up the right way, and he gave you full information and full disclosure. He'd candle it right there for you. You could see the, the embryo growing, and he was marked so it wouldn't be turned and stuff like that. And people were coming and complaining to me. I'm like, you know what? There's That's been done for years. I bought a clutch of eggs from Lee. The first chameleons I ever hatched, I bought them from Lee and Amanda in a tub, and 11 months later, they all hatched. Took them home and set them on the shelf. Yeah. That's all I did. And uh, so, I mean, there are some, there's some people that freak out about that, but then there are some people who can at least try to educate people and do it the right way. It's a, it's a chance for, I I mean, I see, it's kind of like one of those things where it's, it may be a chance you, you hatch out a, you know, a fantastic male panther chameleon out of that egg. You never know. Um, So there's a risk involved in that, but I think if there's people that are doing it the right way and ethically, it could be done the right way. Um, You know, I, I don't. It's not one of the most. Um, I guess it's. I guess it's the easiest way to get into it if you want to take that route. And he's not selling them for six, seven hundred dollars. I think yeah. he had them for like fifty bucks or something like that. Um, so you're taking a chance with that. But when I listened to him talk to the customers who were talking about it, he was very, very thorough with his description of what should be done and the care to take to get it transported home and get up set up safely and how to take care of it properly. And he has amazing, amazing chameleons. They, they obviously love their animals. So, but I guess it's something that's been done in California quite a lot and they just kind of were like, well, we'll try it. Hmm. And um, I don't know how many they sold, but they sold a few to so some, you know, some overly educated people. At least they're, they're pretty good about vetting their customers.
0: I mean, people still have quail eggs to hatch. So, I mean, it's not not outrageous. It's just the egg going through the mail just seemed like a bad idea for a reptile egg.
1: I mean, what could go wrong, man?
0: It could (laughs) rotate at any time and drown and die.
1: (laughs) Like I said, not all of my ideas are great. And that's why I have you
4: to help with that. And
1: I bitch about it because you won't let me do what I want. But then eventually I see... The way it should have been.
4: <coughs> yes. The, it's like, you're the,
1: like the Mandalorian. The, she the, was the the working
0: way. on
3: you pretty hard. The, uh, I
0: was. I did not want to. The current baby we bought that eats right away was probably a better purchase than Ed the egg just to the uh, I did Ed want to read. So there's one other comment. I wanted to read this one. It's a little long, but it's in a... You'll see uh, It says as Reggie Raven said the increase. They want to talk about The increase in people Moving towards trying To provide the best They can for animals And how they do it Does this mean We're finally moving away From excuses like It's fine It eats It shits It breeds It's happy uh, And it's not broke Why fix it Or it chooses to live In burrows in the wild So tiny spaces I'm forcing it in With a tiny water bowl Is plenty We're so good At making reasons For how we keep These animals To justify their needs Rather than using What they need And they can have To thrive To justify How we should keep them um, yeah, I'm still going to keep my shit in small stuff. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, Reggie is right. And I'm going to move all my animals to big cages. I'm not, I own samboas. They stir, stay buried underneath the bedding in a little tub.
1: Some stuff freak out when you, put they're them too big of a space though.
0: I just, I keep myself the way I keep myself. I don't, I think if they're healthy. You're good. There are so many other situations where people have... Look, I'm not saying everybody that puts things in a bioactive enclosure is keeping their animal the right way. Right? That's just because you put it in a big cage with some soil and some plants doesn't mean you're also keeping it the right way. So, the, I see both sides. Now, if you own a, yeah. a reptile or two reptiles, y- yeah, probably set them up in a nice cage.
1: Yeah, ones in my classroom are set up really awesome. I mean,
0: you can buy a cage from from Robert right here and set it up in a nice cage. But I'm, I'm a rack person and I'm going to keep my stuff in racks at least... My sand boas. my big boas, don't go in racks. I put them in cages because I want them to be able to stretch out and everything. But we are gonna—we're slowly but surely switching
2: some things to cages. You know, I'm trying to put a lot of my colubrids in cages and my boas, my bigger colubrids. I'm not gonna, you know, have a four foot cage for a fucking hog nose. Yeah. Mm-mm. But you know, for some of my bigger king snakes and stuff, I'm definitely just because I can. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I don't have. I don't want to say this wrong. I don't have to make quite the investment in a cage as you do buying it in yes. retail because, you know, you make em. Obviously, I get a little
0: better price. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, you're saying there's a discount if you make your own cages? Yeah, a
2: little bit. What? Um, so, and I can experiment. You know, it, it's also a, a way for me to experiment with new designs. And because I'm like, well, this didn't, I'm not going to sell this because that didn't work, but it's still usable. So I'll yeah. use so it. Yeah, so I'll use it. Or like, Sean
0: yeah. has someone come into the shop to buy their first whatever. Yeah, they shouldn't sell them on a rack. That's the Well you can sell them a single tub That is true you could I
2: sell a lot of single tubs to Brian College Station Show for college students who want to hide it under Hide under their under bed. bed
4: Oh that's so fabulous <laughs> like they will,
2: yes. I'm, I'm going to fucking advertise next time Fits yep. perfectly under your bed I'm going to put a sign up there Hell Because yeah. I get that people are like hey yeah. I, I live in a dorm and I'm, 100%. I, I'm, yeah. I'm buying one ball python And do you have something that would like hide under my bed Yes I do And Hell I sell yeah. them a single 28 or a single 70 and. Yep Yep, they get it for you know 150 bucks, 100 plus thermostat. They're 200 bucks. They got them a nice little setup that'll hide,
0: does great for the animal, and uh, they it's don't have to worry get about getting awesome. busted as much. I get, I get Reggie's point. There mm. have been a lot of people that got into ball pythons because online you can watch these YouTube videos and they're in a rack and they love yeah. the way it looks and it's super easy. A- and I get that, but and, and I think you can do it both ways. I love the cage that the Howdy's built you for your um, Ackies. Ackies. At the shop, Sean. I think that that's an awesome cage.
3: Oh, yeah. That cage, is, that cage is phenomenal.
0: And so if you have the space or something like that, do it. I, like the expansion for the shop, you're probably going to have some really cool setups now that you're expanding the shop and you're going to have room.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're so, building a massive cage right now. because that, With that pond I bought from DFW Reptarium, things insane.
2: Yeah. You're, uh, you almost doubled, right? like your floor space
3: we added like 1400 square foot yeah
0: yeah so can't wait to see it on Thursday so yes I get Reggie's point I think if you can go for it but again like Amanda says here pets and breeders get housed differently they just do like I've got 20 something sand in there I'm not going to put them all in three foot cages
2: yeah
1: Well, and I also think that
0: put a sambo in a cage so you could never see
2: it.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I also think that pets and breeders I'm not gonna say that they get treated differently, but like I have names for all of my pets. I don't name name breeders if they're bought specifically to Lori named all
3: the damn breeders. They would have wine parties and all her friends would come over and drink wine and name geckos. But but then you were all just ID numbers. That's yeah. Funny. Oh, you still get attached to them. Yeah.
0: But. Yeah. Even Lisa, that the checkout counter that the Aki's are in. If you've never been to the shop, you've got to go. To, I don't know. Y'all have an Instagram, right, for the shop? Don't you? Yeah. That cage yeah. has got to be on somewhere on Instagram, right? I'm sure.
3: I think so. Go search the Instagram for the Herb it, Shop. It
1: would have been when the shop first
3: opened. It's on. It's on the Herb Shop page too. Oh yeah. It's it's yeah. on it's on it's on Focus Keep's site too. I'm sure.
1: Oh, I'm imagine. It's yeah. gorgeous.
0: Yeah, walking in there and seeing the, the, the uh, he's like laying out underneath the light and, and it's just a cool sight to see. And VivTech lights. With their VivTech lights. Again, uh, it's code GUMBO22 <laughs> to save 15% on your VivTech lights.
1: You're like the little
3: Geiko gecko.
0: It's 15%. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so... Anyways. Speaking
3: of the howdies, though, I need to get I need to get with Stephen Ashley because I have plans for something new. She said it's on their
1: homepage, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: so go to the, the H- Focus Cube homepage. Yep.
0: So, oh, uh, and then just quick things, some things that were posted on over on the discussion group. One was I've seen this before. Nathan Holcomb posted it, but it shows the burrow uh, to lay the eggs. Uh, that um, oh, I forget what monitor it is, but it's this insane like corkscrew the to spiral get, one. Yeah. yeah. A- so,
3: you know, it if you ever have a question about monitor breeding, ask Pete Mimico's the next show. <laughs> like he, he is a genius when it comes to that. And so with the Ackies, we're doing that. We were, we, you know, I saw that picture and I was talking to him about Ackies and a female Ackie will lay until she cannot see, or she will burrow until she can't see light. And so the way that he told me to do them was let her lay the eggs, put them in a shoebox tub, let her lay them, stick them in the closet, in the dark but we made a burrow in in the focus cube enclosure yeah, goes and it goes all down the, way the down curve down yeah, it's,
2: it's literally yeah, the first it curves thing on the website around.
0: when you go to it yeah. it's steven standing behind it on the on the howdy's yeah. website mm-hmm. on focus cube yeah. So yeah, yeah check out check out focus i mean it's a it's like almost 8 foot by like 4
3: oh, here, foot. oh it's, I- it's big yeah it's huge it's big enough that it was big enough that we had to take it apart well they did take it apart outside and get it through the door because he miscalculated just slightly <laughs> i can only imagine I, remember I, this. I, I
0: can only imagine he's at the door with a tape measure trying to figure out well if we turn it just enough can we get it and then say, fuck it i've got to oh it we
3: tried we tried like it, it it was like a millimeter off or something it was crazy it was so 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 close so
1: brandy o'quinn but found that- it on the herp shop page and she sent it to me in facebook messenger oh, so okay. i just shared it on the reptile gumbo page
0: so, <laughs> yes go check it out That's- yeah um, Katie, do you want to talk about the movie that you're excited about coming out?
1: La la crocodile. I can't wait.
3: It's so hey, we're actually sw- doing we're doing something with the cinema here with that. It's um, one of the
1: sweetest books. It really is. It's yeah, a, it's an older book. I'm so excited.
3: We had a cinema. Uh, one of the theaters reach out to us at the shop, and they're doing some big um, um preview of that movie. <clears throat> and uh they want us to come out and bring some animals and we're talking to russ about actually having a came in there and stuff when are so they doing that do you have a date uh, i'll have to go back and look at the dates i'll let Text you know me. Once we, <laughs> yeah yeah well we'll post it too because once we get all the information we're going to be they're going to be publicizing it and we're going to be we're going to be sharing it but we'll have some really cool animals out at their um um uh, whatever the first viewing or whatever the That's movie so is cool. um and um so yeah we're working with them it'd be pretty cool and then we're also doing something for the uh There's a, the Lions Club here is doing, um, they do a camp for uh, kids with um, disabilities. Uh Um, And so we're actually doing, um, helping them with a fundraiser and doing some raffle prizes and stuff. So we'll be posting a bunch of that stuff pretty soon where people can join in and Join in the raffle and, and help a bunch of kids go to camp. And the, the, the new thing about the camp that they're doing this year there is they actually have a family camp that they're adding on to. So for kids with extreme disabilities, their parents get to go for free as well. Yeah, well, that's cool. Stay there's, with them. Uh,
1: so the so. Lion Clubs, that's like a national thing that they do. Yep. Um, yep. And there's a couple of other places. I know some people in other states that actually go and work <laughs> at the camp.
3: That's cool. Um, yeah. it's,
1: it's really cool what they do. Uh, but, yeah, so anybody that knows me <clears throat> knows that I'm a I'm a big supporter of not judging books by their covers and, like, you know, learning to be you and accepting you and people that are different. And that's what La La Crocodile really is about. Um, cool. And it's, it's – I was – yeah, I was so excited to see that it was being made into a movie. It's a great kids' book.
3: Um, yeah, we'll definitely let you know whenever we do all that. Yeah. And then
0: also Nathan posted a video. We go from talking about ackies to the exact opposite end. Did you see the video of the Komodo on on there? Uh-uh. Swallowing an entire goat hole?
1: Oh, yes, I did see that. Just oh, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> I have That's, seen that one. It's
0: just such an impressive That's lizard crazy. to see that. Oh, and I somehow missed this question. Katie, you answered it, but someone asked about the uh, flycatcher that we we always talk about that you can buy on Amazon.
1: I don't really even – so Facebook has recently changed the way their app is laid down on their phone, and now I can switch between our – reptile gumbo page and your profile and yeah my page and it throws me off every time i'll open facebook and i'm like yep. where the fuck did all these animal i know come i'll
4: from?
3: do it too i was like why is
1: some of these people and then i'm like oh wait should- i'm on the gumbo page and
3: you should see Lori trying to switch back and forth oh my god oh, it fucking drives me because i have hilarious
2: i have my personal I page. I have that I, yeah, I The it Reptile Gumbo. The I have yeah. my business page. I yeah. have our reptile business page, which we really yeah. don't do much with. Plus, I have like three other old businesses that yeah. I had that are still. Have yeah. paid And it's I'm insane. like, it'll just like, every once in a while, I'll get, I used to do paracord shit 10 years ago. Yeah. And that page is still active. What's well, so it drives me nuts. I'll get like an alert on there and I'm like, what the, f- what am I fucking looking at? Yeah. Someone will comment yeah. on something
0: on the gumbo page. And so I'll click on that because it's like, you've got one comment. All and then it shows up on your And then it jumps comment. you over to the gumbo profile. like. Damn it!
3: Stop that. Yes. I still get people asking me if I have geckos for sale. I still have my night glow reptiles page still up. <laughs> nice. That's
1: fabulous. But, uh, Lord.
0: but the but the bug catching thing is the catchy. If you need yeah. one, uh, I need to get another one. Uh, you just we, can't. No,
1: we don't need another machine. No,
0: I need another machine also. Oh. We need a machine. I for... just
1: thought we needed the replacement. No, we do.
0: That was it's two different conversations. We're having. Okay, never mind. I also want another machine. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but I do need more pads for it. We just... If you have any sort of like. Cocoa natural bedding at any point. You get these damn gnats. No matter what you try, they just show up. Uh, And then if you
1: live in the South and it's like... 105 degrees when it should be in the 80s on
2: September 20th. Then you get more of them because (laughs)
1: it's just the weather.
2: Thursday it's supposed to be the hottest, one of the hottest days of the year. The
1: heat on Thursday
2: in September. The
1: regular temperature in Louisiana where my parents live on Thursday is 101. Yeah. Regular temperature. I'm like, what the fuck is happening?
2: So it was really nice in New Orleans this weekend Mm -hmm. until Sunday afternoon.
4: Yeah. It was humid as fuck. We need to load load up. up. Of course.
0: Good thing you sold a lot of your stuff. It was still hot, <laughs> but uh, That's how I feel it. So yeah, us. anybody listening, check out the catchy on. It's K A T C H Y. We all have them. Uh, they're amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, the only reason I answered before either of you did is because somehow I saw the notification two minutes after it posted.
0: Yeah, I never saw it. I was pretty pumped. Uh Bryant McDowell posted it, and I seen. I saw this float around a couple of places. It was a rim, a rare rim rock crown snake that died while trying to eat a centipede.
3: Yeah, that was cool. Uh-huh. So some, that was guy, really cool
2: some guy commented on the herp show vent on the event the vent for last weekend will anybody have any rimrock crown snakes there and i thought he was joking so i laugh reacted <laughs> at and he sent me a fucking diction like a freaking paragraph on what a terrible person i am for laughing at him and i'm like bro i really thought you were joking because <laughs> of it's the, the most it's the rarest fucking snake in the united states and you're asking if <laughs> was gonna somebody's have one gonna in. have one for sale. I seriously thought you were. Joking. I realized anybody was that stupid, and then he blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so, geez, speaking man. of stupid, I posted a video a little while back of a chicken. Mm-hmm. Just, it was trying to eat an ant, mm-hmm. and it's just constantly pecking about a centimeter behind it the entire it's fucking hey, time. Hey
1: from Moana. Funny. And,
0: and it's my only hey, th- hey. my <laughs> only thought is, dinosaurs evolved into these things. Oh, yeah, they went from being fucking awesome dinosaurs to a fucking chicken who can't catch an ant.
1: One of my favorite shirts that I have is a hey hey shirt.
0: I just it's, it's watching that video I was like what the fuck is I wrong? I want
1: to watch things? Moana. Uh
0: and then also this week you found the most amazing group that's in our hometown. And oh uh, god. It, it, do you, you remember? You look confused. You found the found the group that's in Pearland, the cat group.
2: Oh I know.
3: I've heard
1: about this group. So on,
2: they posted in uh Talk of Pearland. The <laughs> only reason I saw is because Rachel was driving for a little while you know, after we got hit by the eighteen wheeler Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, um, so uh, or su- Sunday night. I mean, um, is- so I saw that and I'm like, "There's no way this." But if you go look, there's a there's one for Missouri City. There's one for Sugar Land They have like every town around here. They have their
0: so it's, it's a it's a non-kill cat group. And when you go to it, every post is this most made up pseudoscience post. Uh, it, it honestly about how beneficial I'm, feral cats. Yeah, I'm not a, fucking lying. It yeah. talks about how it has been shown that uh, feral cats are helpful to the uh, environment, and that removing them causes a problem. Yeah.
1: I thought this was all a joke.
0: I when did too. But they I thought not. it no. was like
3: Christians against Christians against dinosaurs against <laughs> dinosaurs, <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs kind of thing. They know yeah. right? that's what I thought it was at first. It's Those guys
2: are not. It's citizens for a no kill. So parilyn. all
1: I ever think of when people talk about wild cats is they should be shot. W- no, it's that's what I think uh, about. I think I don't remember if it was both of your girls or one of your girls but on their like SAT SATs. Writing, yeah, yeah. they writing essay on their SAT was about wild cats and the ecosystems about and yeah I was like oh my gosh I was like
3: they they, they nailed, that nailed that one <laughs> Just I I, <laughs> I They hear me preach about it I
0: know and somehow they've made it to where like Certain replies are blocked. I could still see it's there, but other people couldn't see my replies. Like, what the hell have they done to the? Oh, I like that you you said about you know ecology and
2: blah blah. And they were like, "You're entitled to your own opinion. We choose to coexist. Science isn't a fucking opinion, but it's not. It's, it's not an opinion, Holy crap! People no. went in on them. All of my friends went in on them Somebody on the comments. Add me
1: to this group.
2: It's not a group. That's just their page.
0: Right. So this this is ignore the word faith and it can I, be opinion I you, Katie. I'm a but I, I I wrote this the other because I just thought about this you know and again replace the word faith with opinion if you want to but clinging to faith when presented with facts is foolishness you can try to claim ignorance but ignorance is a lack of knowing once you have been shown it is no longer ignorance but instead stupidity yeah so they are stupid at this point. Look at Sean's wiener.
4: <laughs> everybody can see Sean's wiener.
0: If you're not watching right now, if you're just listening to this as the audio recording, you are missing Sean. He has got his wiener. He's jealousing
3: yeah, me all day. He's he just, kissing his He just realized own I was
0: here. It's uh, browner than I thought it would be. It is very brown. Oh my God. <laughs> it's thicker than I thought, too. Oh, stop. Oh my God. It's
2: louder than I thought it would be. Us.
4: Speaking of wieners, let's talk
2: about Peyton this weekend. Whoa.
4: Whoa.
2: whoa. <laughs> whoa. So that's, no. His dad is right we'll, there. We will do that on here. We'll, <laughs> I will tell you guys about it He's after right we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's already mad at me for yeah. fucking with him this weekend. So.
4: Oh.
2: I don't know if y'all saw his comment. I said something, and he's like, fine. I'm not helping you unload your trailer anymore. I'll just help
0: Rachel. I'm like, uh, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> help Rachel.
0: <laughs> oh, anyways. All right. We – we, I've covered everything I wanted to cover. Well,
1: I was just about to say our daughter needs to practice her trombone. Before that is true. She, she goes needs to, to, to bed, trombone. And it's almost nine o'clock, so we need to <laughs> –
3: that was uh, a cute video, too, by the way. Dad directing sounds, her.
0: That she was sounds really cool.
1: good. Like it's down,
0: it's, it's down I don't care. in, yeah. out, up. That's
1: it's, She's like Oh, the there's other, actually like, that mm-hmm. actually means something? Yeah, oh, yeah, one,
0: two, three, four.
2: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so the other night... actually, <laughs> don't I, talk about kids. Let's see. I was in band breakout 19... <laughs> 19- <funny. laughs>
0: Can you think that far back?
2: I was like, what? 91. You? Your
1: face Jesus was scaring Christ. me a little. You were very.
2: Oh I a stroke trying to figure oh, out years. Kid. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been like 30, the late 30, 1900s. 30s. 30, 30. <laughs> Holy that's shit. It was the late, the late 1900s.
4: 1900s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the best way. So Somebody posted right, the other uh, day
2: that 1980. No. Is closer we're to not. World War we, II than it we is to can't. today. I yeah, <laughs> mean
0: and that's the year I was born.
1: Oh.
2: Okay,
0: now oh. I got one for you real quick. So our school in, in Texas, they don't play, they don't do bells in between, they do songs. Or
1: at least in our district. And whoever's they don't.
0: whoever's in charge of yeah, whoever's in charge of our songs that they say, usually try to theme them. And I'm pretty good. Usually I can figure out the theme. And so today's I'll see if y'all can figure it out. Okay. All right. Today's first song uh, was actually two because they were short. There were two songs by the doors. Okay. The second song was Janice Joplin. Yet? Okay. Third song was Nirvana.
1: Is it from a movie?
0: Nope. Fourth song, Amy Winehouse. Nope. oh no one there yet. Uh, it's all people that overdosed. <laughs> fifth, I
2: thought it was fifth, only one. Fifth song.
0: That. Fifth song was Rolling Stones. It's uh-huh. so a little tricky there, okay, well, but there's a laugh. Mm, mm-hmm. No, not all not
2: of them. All of them. Uh,
0: and the sixth song was Jimi Hendrix so they like heroin apparently okay. <laughs> they're all members of the 27 club oh yeah yeah all people that Every died at 27. 27 there was an original rolling stone That's that died right. at 27 oh, wow. and everyone else so i'm listening to this like those are all 27 club members like that seems fucked up to play at school. And they all died from <laughs> drug overdoses. And well, and one was Kurt Cobain, and it's September, which is in case anybody's wondering, I was say, is it Suicide Awareness suicide Month. Suicide Awareness yeah. Month. And uh in case you're wondering, yeah. uh, Kurt Cobain died of well, blood poisoning go. to the head. He allegedly. <laughs> he didn't kill himself. <laughs> it's true, allegedly. Uh oh so yeah, I was like, these kids don't understand what the twenty seventh club is, but I do, and it seems weird to play it here right now. Well, Mitch
2: Hedberg yeah. used to say that he wasn't gonna be a member of the Twenty Seven Club. He was gonna be a member of the Thirty Seven Club and he died
0: at thirty-seven. <laughs> well. So, anyways, uh Sean, thanks for coming on. I'm glad you were able to come on. Uh when you posted, I was like, thanks Oh, those me, are buddy. things I wanted to talk about. And I'm glad it'll you will be great.
1: You clarified what that was because oh. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck 27 Club is. <laughs> now I get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um if people want to reach out to you, Sean, and they don't know how to by now, I don't know how. We talk about you every week. Message Lori. Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> yeah, she do not need anything no. else to do. Yeah, <laughs> no, no shit. She's actually working right now. No, um, at, uh, herpshow.net is our website. Uh, you can uh, message me or Lori. Uh, you can message us through the business page. We'll both check it. I uh, did make one one real quick announcement about Herb Shop, though. Yeah. If you want to see Grant at the shop as a customer, you better come this week. Because he is coming home to my house. Permanently? Yes, until reaching... we find him a female.
0: Is, that, okay. I was say, is it... he reaching a point where he can't be around people, all the, all the employees?
3: Um, are like... Actually, James and I were in there. He was fi- he's fine. He, he's moody. He's like a teenager. but He's a I mean, boy it, who
1: only has one it, thing it, on his mind.
3: Yes, so <laughs> it's either it's either play or fuck. That's pretty much his two modes yeah. right now. Or fight. And sometimes fight. Yeah.
2: one becomes the other. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: so exactly. A couple
0: so, uh, a couple of months ago, my parents came down to visit, and we went over to the shop. And I was like, "Is Grant here?" Because the door was closed. Was like, he's here. Like, can we go in? Like, yeah. So I took my mom in there. I'm like, oh, God, please behave the entire time. <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, this thing jumping to my mom. That, and trying
1: to- so we did yeah. that after. So we did Bluebell, and then we drove to Bryan College because I'm like, why not? And so we we did, and then we went to the shop, and then we went
3: to Tipsy Trinket, and it was overall, like, a fabulous
0: day. But uh, he was good. My mom pet him, and he, and he behaved. He was great.
3: Yeah, he, he was great today. He was uh, he was jumping around and grabbing my keys and stuff and playing and and, and acted a fool, but yeah, it's time for him to come home. I'm working on getting some panels around the pen that we have built out here. And, and trying we're an trying albino? to find an albino female. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find an albino female, but um, uh, for the meantime, he's going to come. So we're going to use that for the cabbies because we have the cabbies in the back. We've been leash training the cabbies. Oh, cool. um, so we're going to set up for the pair of Patagonian cabbies and they'll be able to do interactions with them too. So, so. Sweet.
0: that'd be awesome. Yeah, if, yeah, if you're anywhere near Brian college, go, go by and check out the shop. Definitely go by and see the herb shop, and then in six months. How long are y'all projecting the expansion to take?
3: uh The construction's done. I did the yeah. floors today. We'll be open the next month or so. Oh, yeah, he's we'll definitely... have it all ready to go. Like I'm gonna, I'm actually, I ha- we have four <laughs> weeks between the shows, so I'm spending. If if Lori doesn't keep making me go to the trinket to do stupid stuff, but I, I'm <laughs> trying to stay up there as, as much as I can to get all the extra work done because those guys are my employees are amazing. They just, they bust their ass constantly. So I don't want them to have to deal with it. So I'm doing as much as I can. Peyton went with me to help me with the floors today. So
0: make James, James go
3: do yeah, James, James has been, well, James has been busy though. It's, I mean, that's right. why I can't bring any more animals back to the shop. Cause there's so many fucking animals right now, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's coming along really well. We'll this next couple of weeks, we're going to be hammering out and then, saturday Lori and i are leaving to go to some cabin in the middle of nowhere and and we're going to disconnect for a few days and not do anything and not talk to anybody and take a couple of days to ourselves and then uh regroup and get ready to come back for our first waco show ever i
1: like
0: to that'd be cool when that happens um yep. robert if you want to get a hold of you
3: Little message time. rachel
0: the internet <laughs> ls yeah that's the best way <laughs> uh don't message him at three in the morning just, just wait. Hold up. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it's and, and 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 if you message me, you know, especially on my personal
2: page, just one message. off with a, you know, instead of just being demanding right off the bat, just say, hey, how's it going, or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Because sometimes I just don't. I, I mean, I'm always nice. Always? Y- yeah. Like today, I had one that was like something really abrupt, and I was like, "Good afternoon. How
0: are you?" <laughs> Mm. That was my response Not not out loud That was not your response I mean that's what I typed That's what you typed <laughs> yeah. But not in the room Out loud No <laughs> No you, <you're>
2: Completely different <laughs> But that's just to me You know oh, I can fit to myself
4: funny.
0: But uh, If you want to get a hold of Us It is The Reptile Gumbo Podcast On Instagram on Facebook At gmail.com I
1: don't know why you're looking at me I got nothing uh,
0: Simply underscore serpents On Instagram I, I need to get back to adding pictures on there Simply on Facebook. Instagram. Um, we don't have a giveaway this month. I'm trying to think of anything. To do. Oh, again, uh, if you want a VivTech light bulb, you use code gumbo 22 Oh, my for... new
3: business. My new business.
0: What's your new business?
3: Uncle Sean's babysitting service.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uncle Sean, where he'll drop kick your kid. <laughs> and they don't behave. <laughs> any... <laughs> <laughs> like dad said something a minute ago. He said,
2: Don't be talking yeah, about yeah. kids. I yeah. fight
0: my breakup. Oh, shit. Uh, do, do we, have, we don't have time to talk about that. No, oh, we're okay. not. Nope. We're going to leave okay. it at that. We don't have enough time for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh.
1: Dropkicks are free. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
0: drop kicks. Yep. The first one's I might fresh. start
3: charging Look, for if them. If
1: you know, you know. The first
0: dropkick's <laughs> free. First
1: and first. if you don't know, shoot me a message and I'll tell you the story. Because <laughs> It's great.
0: Because I almost got into a fight. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> let's, let's not start, nope. James.
0: Nope, nope, nope. We'll All get right. it. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Thanks. Join us next week. Good night. Love you guys.